trolling Justin as usual. Say what's up. All right, for, so this is the first episode of season two of the Anime Couch for all listening platforms. Um, we are available on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music, and Audible. So you can catch us there or you can catch us on YouTube. Feel free to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Flaws of Dude, if you want. So today we're going to pretty much start like a concept of a series we can do with other different uh, anime or manga that we read. It's pretty much a breakdown on series, go into like introspection and the highs and lows of the series, things we like, things that we can criticize and things like that. And to be honest, I was like, all right, we let, why not let's start with uh, My Hero? Because, you know, I feel like I talk bad about My Hero all the time, but it's not to say I hate it. It's to say that like, you know, it's one of those series like I really want to like and enjoy, but there are those like downsides of the series that I personally have. And then when it comes to us discussing, you know, different series or manga, anime, things like that, and My Hero happens to be a point of topic, it usually just gets like the beating bush end of things where, you know, it just can't help harass the series for no reason. So I was, yeah, you know, it gets put on a bit of a pedestal. So it's like <laughs> kind of an undeserving pedestal at times. Yeah. But so it's, it's not like... to say that I can't say anything good about it because there's plenty good I could probably talk that we're going to go through. Yeah, today. it's like I really I enjoy it. It's dope. I, I, I keep reading it. I don't know what to say. I, like, I, think I, it's I like would a... keep reading it if I hated yeah. it. It's so, like a better re- version of the X-Men. Th- there's there's things about it that's better than other series. So it's just but, like... But, you know, it's, it's on a spectrum, more or less, that we can yeah. uh, go through this. You but know. it was like, is it the greatest thing that's ever happened to anyone? No. No. But, you and know, the there's redeeming qualities. Not the whole fandom, but, you know, you know. Mm-hmm. We all know who sucks in the fucking fandom. I mean... Any fandom has its uh issues, but I wanna I wanna let's go in order, kind of like dance around like the earlier t- the earlier parts of the series, and then slowly we'll get to like the later parts. There will be spoilers, just a heads up. So in case you don't want to be spoiled on like the current part of the manga or anything like that, this will be a spoiler filled discussion. So we're gonna be breaking down everything up to the current arc and all that. So keep that in mind if you're an anime only watcher. And then once we get to that part of the story we you can feel free to drop off and if you read it hop back on or however you want to do things so i mean let's um start with the basics first arc and i'm going off the wiki here so keep in mind i'm gonna be like keeping track of the gist of what each arc is so first arc as dubbed on the wiki is the entrance exam arc and that's pretty much deku getting his powers up to the point where he takes the entrance exam so what are your thoughts on that troy um i thought that I don't know. I it got me hooked on the show just because mm-hmm. like it was a really interesting idea to see a kid with no powers get basically Superman powers that he can't control, mm-hmm. and then he has to do all these like creative workarounds to like almost kind of fight on equal footing to like kids with quirks they've had their whole lives. Yeah. I was like, and they handled it pretty cool and the fucking when he punches out the robot and breaks his arm, I was like, oh that's pretty gangster. <laughs> but yeah, it was just I don't know. It set my hopes a little too high. 
for Deku because I was like, oh, if this kid accommodates for his lack of physical skill with like fucking plans and like thinking, quick, quick thinking, plane power. <laughs> Fast forward to him like figuring out in season four, he's like, what if I got legs, bro? <laughs> yeah, I've got legs. <laughs> I was like, oh, word, yeah. okay, yeah. But, well, yeah, yeah, like there's yeah. also okay. Let, let's let's go to a quick uh flash forward to it all. You have Deku, you have the slime guy, you have All Might, you have Baku. Those are like the main parts of that whole ordeal. And then you have the introduction of like minor side characters here and there: Araka, uh, Ida. I say minor side character. I mean that's kind of what they are nowadays. But they they were a little more important then, you know. Mm. That's just like conjecture here, but you know, you uh, stuck at the I, beginning, dude. Ba- back. I'll be honest, I still don't care for Ida. So regardless of if we go into that, like he's, he's I don't both, like him either, but like I don't hate at him at the like, beginning. He sucked. I was like, you're fucking like I, I like what they did with like Bakugo and Deku in the like star because cop. it like he's a cop. Like, I mean, you, his family's like pro here. Like he has that in his blood. So you know, no, but he's like a huge cop. ROTC punk ass bitch. I'm oh like, yeah, yeah. ROTC. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. But yeah, like Bakugo and Deku, like you have that relationship build up and it's like Bakugo's the generic bully, you know, and he's like, but but he's skilled. So he's so he's like, oh, just full of it. He's always praised. And so you have Deku who hasn't had anything. He works hard. So it comes to that part of the story where you take that guy who's been bullied and constantly put down and he's going to save the guy who's pretty much bullied him and put him down his whole life and all that. And that's that nice story beat. And All Might sees this and because he's like, wow, he actually was willing to do this. Granted, he doesn't know their relationship or anything like that, but he sees him willing to put his life on the line when no one else is willing to. Even though there's rules and restrictions to this, and, you know, Deku should know a thing or two about the law, regardless of if it's his friend or not, you know. Because <laughs> there's probably other people who could be vigilantes with actual quirks who could have done minor things, but, you know, it wasn't happening. But all the other heroes who were there at the spot, you know, they weren't able to do much. So it's up to Deku. He saves them. Then All Might sees him. He's like, you know what? You did good. Then they have that whole plot point where, like, after that, Deku, like, clings to All Might. He follows him because All Might's quirk is running out after he saves him. And then, you know, Deku finds out a secret. And he's like, you know what? Yeah, he what? sees Small Might for the first time. Granted, the, the order of events that I'm saying are because the first time he runs into the slime monster is before that, when he's being attacked. And All Might saves him. The second time is when he saves uh, Bakugo is when he gets his quirk, right? Or tries to save Bakugo. Tries to save Bakugo. So that's the actual order. And then that's when All Might gives him his uh, powers by giving him his pubic hair to eat. And then we move on from there. Eat my DNA, kid. Mm-hmm. Exactly what happens. Eat my DNA. Have, it'll be fine. Then you have him training on the beach, screaming in the sky. And then it's entrance exam time. And he, you know, he does his job and he passes. See, I will point out. After the fact, once you know so much about the school and the people there and like the powers and just other schools, it's like if certain people were to try out for UA, how bad did you do on your entrance exams that you didn't get into UA with what yeah, class sure. 1A and 1B have? That, that's like one of those things that I'm like, I know you thought about your group of what you wanted, but like at least when you're introducing other characters, never mention that they tried out for UA. But there's also the written exam part, I guess. But like, that's a school you know my issue with this written exam part is that like other students do it and then when you have those parts of the story where it's like midterms and finals and they're like oh we did so bad on the written exams i'm like so how good did you do on your hero part of the exam that you like got through 
Yeah, like Kaminari. Yeah. He's like always talking. Even what's his name? The fucking perv boy. Oh god, what is his Mineta. name? Mineta, yeah. I, I know most of the names though. He's uh, I think he's actually kind of smart. I mean, I think Mineta's pretty clever and he's like tactical, just a pervert, but you know. Yeah, never mind. Tape like, you know, had like the thing is they fought against giant robots. So like it was part score destroying them and then the other part like being a hero and saving people. So like I I see where you can get the points, but like invisible girl, like unless you were like really smart, you did really good on the exam and like you saved a lot of lives, like I don't know what you got going for you, you know. She might have like versus versus like um I think her name is Ibarra, like, the, the vine hair girl. Who oh dude someone like her is like literally one of the best in one B and like you can I, I don't know where it came through that you got into one B and then there's other students in one A that were just there and it's like I don't see it man I don't see it dude yeah there there's a shit ton of people who like in one B mm-hmm. even even before they have like you know their moments to practice their quirks. Like, yeah. Like we're at now in whatever season. But like, yeah, base fucking Vine Girl way stronger than like half of 1A's class. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And like with a way better, like more practical rescue ability too. Yeah, yeah, her rescue ability is really used. Like, yeah, way more yeah. versatile. <laughs> it, it has a lot of uses. Like, Kaminari has his uses to take down villains but like saving people it's more he, he needs to be strategic and like his mental facilities kind of like fight against that a bit but like ibarra i'm pretty sure that's her name i don't want to be messing up now but i'm pretty sure she has the versatility to like take down someone trap them save someone you know she has she has multiple layers to what she can do bro and like you got sugar rush it's like I think he's all right, but like I think well, I think one on one the beast guy beats him. Yeah, he has more versatility too. He can he pretty much has like a zone de- devil fruit. You know, he can go shift between his beast form. Yeah, yeah, form. totally. He's got like so yeah, pretty much does everything a zone would do more or less. That's like essentially his power. Yeah, he's just like a bigfoot. He's got like a mythic class, the bigfoot fruit. Yeah. But yeah, let's uh after after that part we have the quirk apprehension test and this kind of like focuses in more like now they don't go over all the other students to like crazy in-depth levels. It's mainly just Deku and seeing Deku overcome like controlling his quirk so that he's not a one and done every time the situation comes. Dude, how which, is Uraraka to watch? Which him? you would wonder, like Deku passed the exam, but that's like a very glowing thing. Like you're if you're an exam proctor and you see this guy use his quirk like two times and he's out, how'd he get in the school? But that's just the point I like. That's what Aizawa was fucking talking about. Was yeah, like, yeah, Aizawa was like, it's it's kind of whack. Like I, I see you, I see, you. but so you know he tested it out. But I'm like, if you're, you have people overviewing this test, like. Even if I was always just a teacher, like that's like one of those common sense things. Like this guy has this quirk that puts himself into danger. And because of that, other people would be put into danger. Um, you sure you don't want to talk to him first before just letting him into the school to find out or something like that? Like it's just a free pass. I don't, 
you, you guys don't like do follow-ups or anything like that it's just uh yeah it's good all right here you go and for, for a prestigious school like that that's my only issue with it like ua as a school is kind of dumb and a lot also of how uas run if someone had gone to izuko's mom and told and, him like, how long she had a quirk two weeks to be like huh well ain't that weird it finally manifested after 14 years or whatever like yeah, yeah it was like nah it's, it's like one of those slippery slope things it's like all right i see what you're going for but you know <laughs> realistically this ain't flying in mo- most situations you know what i'm saying yeah especially because like after you fucking don't do the background check on him shit starts hitting the fan at your school yeah all right like, next uh, up is the battle trial arc and that's just the ua two-on-twos now the only issue is i don't remember every single one nor do i remember all the pairings rip it's the two on two yeah i don't even remember that i remember when they were the minute the centaur thing and they're like on the no shoulders. no this is this is when todoroki used to be just his ice form right and no, i remember yeah but i just don't remember when they were two on two it's two on two. It was the like you play a hero and the other group plays the villains. So you had uh, Deku and Uraraka versus Bakugo and um, Ida. Oh yeah, that was. Yeah. And then you also had like um, I know I think it was Todoroki and um, I don't know if it was Ojiro and I think Invisible Girl on the other team. It was Todoroki and uh, Shoji. And he just said Shoji step outside and then he iced the whole place and then he touched the thing and. That was that. I'm pretty sure that's how that one went down, but there was the other fights in between. And Yaoyorozu was like teacher's pet, like, oh, yes, I can tell you exactly the pros and the cons of everything. Because back then, she used to actually know and understand how fights work and, like, the best tactics to them. So Yeah, I don't know why. She, like, was, I don't know, really good. And then they just started she seemed much she smarter. Was- back then you know what i'm saying but yeah but they keep telling us more and more that she's like so yeah. smart and it's just like well she showed it more in fucking season one she was beating aizawa mm-hmm. but yeah that's when you have that fight with the actual first confrontation with uh bakugo and deku and through it they get they pretty much get into a grudge match because bakugo is like i don't want you to win by any means necessary so i'm gonna take you down and so Deku's like, I got something to prove. So as him and Bakugo are like going off on their whole thing, Uraka has to like try to take out Ida and like touch the thing. And so it just comes to blows where Bakugo and Deku are going off and Deku's like, you know, I, I've studied you for so long. So even though you think you're all that, I, I can get an opening and I can get the win. So he pulls off that stinking punch in the air, destroys the floor. Uraka's able to touch the machine and all that. And then they win. And then Baka goes mad because he lost over something like that. And they you know, lost to that damn nerd. Yeah. Which is the name of, of the episode is <laughs> Rage in the so, uh, which is hilarious. Well, like, that's pretty fitting. All right. But yeah. After that, I mean you have the events where um Deku becomes or not Deku becomes, but they have the whole class vice president president thing and then it's like all right who would we vote for who would get it and deku wins and it's like you know i don't think i'm fit for this after they have that whole villain incident that might have happened 
Oh, I forgot so, Deku won. That's so dumb. I'm pretty sure Deku won, and he said Ida would be a better choice. And then Yaoi Rozu got like the vice thing, vice class friends president. Yeah, back up the president in waiting. Yeah. Rip, class Has that ever been a, like a plot point? No, but it happened. It happened. No, it does become a thing because when it when he's fighting Aizawa, Todoroki and her. Todoroki says. I know he like, mentions it, but like it's not an like, actual like. It doesn't yeah, he, mean it, they're like, barely I involved voted, in school. I voted for you. He's like I was the other. And vote. he said he said I was the one of the two votes or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and she's like, oh my god. Well, uh, mm. her heart went doki doki, and that was that. I think they also come up with hero names somewhere in between this. I'm, I don't fully remember that, but I'm pretty sure they were coming up with hero names as well. Yeah, and Deku chooses Deku. Yeah, he's like, uh, you know, Izuku Midori is like, I'm gonna be Deku, and then you have Lord Explosion Murder King, best name ever. Facts. But yeah, you get hero names so that they have alias. Some of them, I, the thing I don't get about hero names. And this is just like a personal I want to bring up is that when you make it too complicated, like people got to call you this, you know, like you have a hero name. So your That's identity doesn't get out usually, even though someone like Todoroki is like, I'll just go by Shoto, which sure. <laughs> like kind of sure. hard. <laughs> like it's supposed to be to protect your personal like privacy. But like, I guess if, if you're a big hero, technically it's hard to say that you actually do have that, but you no. Know. But you also can't make, like, you know, uh, what's his name? Tokuyami had, like, a name that's a mouthful. I'm like, if you're with a group of people and they got to call you this the whole time and they go out of their way, they don't even go out of their way to call them nicknames half the time, which bugs me because I'm like, listen, if, if you're working on the field, you're not going to be wasting your breath to do that all the time. Like, please, please don't. Yeah, it's like, that's a marketing thing. Exactly. Yeah, but after that is the actual USJ incident. And that's when they have their um, survival training with uh, 13, who's uh, sinking in the spacesuit as that black. I still don't know what the quirk was. I'm pretty sure there is a name for the quirk, but essentially it was like black hole, something crap like that. Like, it was weird. But yeah, yeah that, she just kind of gets her ass kicked. Yeah, she, I mean, isn't that like most heroes in the series? Like, they, they get there and then they're useless and then. There's, there's got to be like, do, you know, Deus Ex Moxina moment that they get saved or anything like that. Mm, by a high schooler. By, by a high schooler. By, by the power of friendship, the power of by, hope. By a freshman high schooler. Yeah. But yeah, it comes down to, um, you know, Shigaraki and his group eventually like raid the place and they're like going for the students and then pretty much trying to get All Might out there. And that's when they eventually, you know, all Might comes and they have to fight the Nomu. You want to talk about that a bit? Any thoughts on that? Or like Shigaraki almost taking out... Uh, was it Deku the first time or was it Bakugo? It's uh, Deku. He's reaching for him and then... Yeah. That was one of my least favorite moments but then it you just kind of forget it because the next moment's so hype. Mm-hmm. But Aizawa's reaching for him. Sue's shooting her tongue for him. But then Shigaraki's clearly going to get to him first. Yeah. All Might just like comes into the building and Shigaraki's like... And just stops. 
He's like, grab that fucking punk ass kid by the face and melt him in the into ash or whatever. <laughs> Let All Might see that right as he shows up. <laughs> see, I, what I don't get, like, you have this like high tech, multi, probably million dollar school out here. Where's your cameras, man? I mean, unless they did clarify that, like. They, they like shut down everything and like communication was near impossible. I mean, they said they couldn't get in contact. Well, they teleported so, directly in because of what's... Yeah, they teleported in, but like they had to get Ida out there to get people, reinforcements. I don't, yeah. remember, I don't remember if there was a signal jamming thing that they actually explicitly mentioned. There might have been. If that's the case, ignore what I'm saying. But like... But yeah, if don't they, they have... If, if you were to have cameras... They have that sniper. You would guy. know they're not working, right? Like they would just be static out or something. Right, and why wouldn't yeah. you have cameras in your school? That's like super high end. Like you're supposed to take care of your students, so it's nice to keep track. Especially like if they were to get injured, like liability reports, man. If someone, if you have this stuff, and like a student were to go out to control his cork or like actually injure someone, you want that camera footage, right? You, I'm not tripping here. Like, no, sense. it's yeah, it's literally. I have no explanation because you're just like. No one knew they had to send Ida out. Well, I guess yeah, that, that's my like. It was chaotic, yes, but like that doesn't stop you from like keeping track of your actual students, right? But yeah, the thing, I don't know. There are like Aizawa fighting like ten motherfuckers at once. It's pretty tight. Aizawa went off, man. All, all respect uh, to that guy. All Might doing the first plus ultra punch, whatever. Oh, not first, but like that—that that was his big. Well, the first like, one we see, where it's like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was like I don't know that. It's dope, but I don't think it's as good as the sports festival. And that's what we're getting into but next. But it definitely got me like hooked as fuck on the show. Yeah, I was I was definitely into the series because like a part of me does enjoy like shonen tropes and like shonen nature. Like I can get into a series like that as long as like it's consistent or I don't start to think it's like tripping over itself. So when that's all I have to go off of during that point of the series, I, I did really enjoy it. So let's get into the sports festival, as you mentioned. So, what are your thoughts on the UA Sports Festival? Do you want to go in order of events or what? Um, I don't really even remember the order. First, first event is the um the race. The race. Fuck. They know. they they run and Deku uses his big brain plan of like gathering all the mines and exploding to the front. Oh yeah. Um. That's fine. The cavalry fight is fine. The one-on-one fights are really cool. It's basically any okay. All I so, give a shit. Well, about. Okay, well, we'll get to, we'll get to the one fight. We'll we'll go through the other ones real quick then. So so pretty much the sports festival is pretty much just a Deku highlight reel to see like how he can overcome his odds and like interact with other people as he needs to. It's really yeah, nice. how he's supposed to be smart. Because again, I need to emphasize the side characters are there. But, like, in terms of other series where there's focus on side characters, at this point, there is still little focus. Now, there are moments in the series that later on focus on a few side characters. But at this moment, I know there are people who really like the side characters. 
they are very, very, very much side characters. They exist. It well, is this still is Deku's the first arc that Todoroki. Yes, once in. we get to that part, yeah, Todoroki gets highlighted. That's this arc, but yeah, the very end. Exactly. So we start off with the race. Deku's like trying to overcome it. He's the only one who like really can't use a quirk the whole time. So in order to be prepared for like the other two events, he's got to be really smart and not like waste any opportunities or anything like that. So yeah, he's just running around as a base nerd. He's got to take advantage of other people's quirks, other people's abilities, or just his level of knowledge of how to overcome problems. So eventually he does make it through. He makes it to the end and he's like, all right, I'm the first one here. No, no, he wasn't the first one there. He was actually no, behind. He, yeah, he wins the race, though. But he does win the race because, as everyone else is trying to go through the minefields, he builds up, like, this whole stack of mines, and he takes the sheet, the metal uh, sheet off of one of the robots he had since the start, which he's been using to his advantage. And he just goes boom and explodes himself to the finish line because, you know, they're, they're strong explosions. They're not strong. They're not made to be strong enough to knock out any students. But, like, when you put all of them together like that, I'm like, you're crazy, bro. He should have been injured, but we'll ignore that one. Yeah, like you literally beat the piss out of those things for your entrance exam. I know. Like you know so, they're not that strong. So he takes that, he explodes himself to the finish line. He's in first place. You get to the um cavalry festival, cavalry cavalry battle. And that's when it comes to Deku building a team with Shoji, uh, Uraka, and Mineta, I believe. Uh, isn't Tokoyami part of it? No, no, okay, okay. Toko, yeah, yeah, because yeah. Mineta and Shoji are on a different team. So it's Tokoyami. Crap, I got to double check. I, I just want to be positive that I know who was on his team. But it was, it was Deku, obviously. It was Uraraka. It was Tokoyami. It wasn't Ida, was it? Ida, well, Ida was on the different team. Oh, because Ida was still talking that shit. Oh, it's Hatsune. Or not, not, is it? What the hell is her name? It's uh, Mai. Mai something. The, the, the oh, one the who science lady. Stuff. Yes, yes. I, I said, let me double check her name. But, uh, yeah, overall in that battle, like you had. I, to be fair, I don't really remember what she did in particular. Do you? Do you actually remember? I think I like they might have actually. Right they might have had Ida. No, Ida was on Todoroki's team, I believe. Oh, that's right. Well, they had a way of going fast because of one of her tools. Yeah, she had a tool that like she had a couple tools that came in handy and all that. But yeah, I don't know. But like, yeah, I, I mean, thought it was, it, I I hated it because of the fucking asshole. I, I mean, eventually, he's like, like he's like, yeah, I knew you would. We're grabbing a scarf, so I also grabbed a scarf, and it's worth a lot of points. So we advance. Okay, it's it's May Hatsume. Okay, I wasn't far off. I felt like I was remembering a different name though. But yeah, so to be fair, I literally don't remember what she did. I'll be honest, and I vaguely remember how that battle came. I just remember that it was Todoroki and Ida, I think Kaminari or something like that, whoever else was on their group, and they, like, bolted, and they, you know, finally got the grab on 
Deku's headband, and so they have to stress out and try to like figure out how to go. And then Tokiyami saves them because he's able to get the final grab to save yeah, it was them. Was a total and... fucking ass pull. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, get, yeah. get Deku into the finals. But that, that's pretty much what happens. And then their group gets in the finals. The finals get set up, and then you have a bunch of the individual fights. And this is where you get kind of the solo character moments that start to happen. So let me see if I can actually find the fights themselves. Granted, that might be a pain, but let's see. All right. So, like, okay, here's the brackets. It was Midoriya versus uh, Shinso. So we know how that went. All right. Yeah, how'd that you, was. How'd you feel about that fight? I don't know what the fuck was going on with hindsight. It's a pretty cool fight, but at the time, I thought it was just some more plot bullshit. I think now it works better because you can realize it's set up. Yeah, it's way better but with like, hindsight. But like the some time. of these, some of these moments where I know where the plot's going. Like, how how much have you read? How like how caught up are you with uh, the current part of the manga? Uh, I'm like three chapters behind. Okay, so you made it to like 312? Or not 312, 310? Yeah. But you see all this stuff that Deku's doing, right? And like, you see this part of the plot where it's like almost necessary that he needs like a thousand. And let me, let me say spoilers as I'm going to take like the next 30 seconds. He has like seven quirks from his predecessors. I believe it's seven or something like that. And he needs them very much so to do the crap he's doing on his Batman vibes, right? Yeah, he looks hard as fuck too. With his oh like... no, his his thinking art design. It looks like when Luffy went Gear Second the first time, bro. You see that? There's that one panel. I don't even know if you've seen that one yet. It might be in the next between the next two chapters or all. Bro, it's, it's just really. Times... He's rocking his like oh, mom's face. Bro, I got a flex arm. on Hor- Horikoshi's art. Is it's solid, bro? I. I literally like when it comes to any part of the series. He's gotten way better. He's gotten so much better over time. Like these last like fifty to hundred chapters, like his artwork is so clean. All respect. Like that. That's literally like one of my favorite things is his ability to sink and put his pencil to page and do some magic. Yeah, but bro. Yeah. It makes me fucking helps for his waifu characters, man. No, no lie, but. Oh yeah, he does. He knows his waifus. Yeah, Midoriya versus Shinso. We know how that goes. Midoriya's like, all right, I'm controlled because I answered. No one else knows his quirk. And then the moment, like his power is like, all right, we're gonna give you hacks. You're able to break through. You do that, and then once you break through, like you're not gonna get caught again. So you win. Boom, done, easy. Todoroki versus Sero. That was rip Sero, man. Yeah, that, he has no chance. Kaminari versus Ibarra. Kaminari. Kaminari has a really strong quirk. She was just like, it's like your ground to your electricity, man. Like he couldn't. She should be in fucking one A. Like, how the fuck was she not? I I agree. I agree. But that's not how it is. So it's fine. It was um, Ida versus May. May pretty much just trolled Ida for the sake of advertising her stinking chops. Yeah. Which I mean, it's a nice moment. In all, doesn't really do anything for Ida. Ida, Ida gets no shine from this whole crap at all. Which I didn't care about because I didn't like Ida at that point. Yeah, uh, to be fair, I, I pretty much agree. Um, it was Ashido versus Aoyama. I don't even remember how. Ashido versus Aoyama. I don't, how the fuck did that fight go? I don't remember. 
honestly. Yeah, I mean, Yao Yorozu was against um, Tokoyami. Tokoyami won. It was like, yeah, you're you're good at He's thinking, but like, against her shield on the spot combat, like that's where she struggles. And the problem is, like, you have those combats where she has time to think later on, and it feels like she's in those same ruts. And I'm like, listen, they showed you like in a, in a situation like this, you have to be more capable and adept at like managing things. But like for that fight, it, you know, it could have been done better. Um, let's see. After that, it was. Kirishima versus Tetsu, 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 Tetsu. That ended in a tie, I believe. That's just two men being men. And then uh, Bakugo versus Uraraka. Yeah, where she's like, she puts up a fight. No, she she proved that was that, mad. Like, that was mad Uraraka respect. She, that that's like her best part in the series for me, because like she thinks smart. Like she's doing what Yaoi Rose realistically should have been able to do. Like, you know, or, she yeah, had what, like determination. Yaoi Rose is touted to do. Mm-hmm. And Bakugo like straight up says like I respect what you were able to do, but like it ain't going down like this. I'm sorry. He's just and like, I'm built different. He's like, that was a good play. Yeah, yeah. Fortunately yeah. for you, I'm just built different. Sorry, sweaty. All right. Then uh, let me think of the second round. I know it was it was Deku versus Todoroki, right? Yeah. Bakugo, I think, fought Ida. It. No, Bakugo fought. It has to be versus him versus Ibarra, I think. No, Bakugo fought Tokiyami. Is that what? I... Yeah, I, I'm he... pretty. I'm pretty sure. No, oh yeah, no, you said Bakugo. It's Tokiyami because it's it's the bad matchup for him with the Flash. Okay, let me check. Ida, yeah, Ida fought Ibarra, and then he fought Todoroki afterwards. So that was his battle. Okay, so it means he beat Ibarra, and I don't remember how that fight went at all like it's literally not in my memory and i've watched it so apparently he won cool um let's see i gotta i gotta check who won between aoyama and ashido i don't even remember that fight legit it's not in my brain yeah i have no i don't even know if the fight happened like it has um you it seems like she might have won Maybe. Let me just double check. Dun, 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 dun. I feel bad for stalling right now, but like I have no clue. Okay, she beats him. Mm. Which means if she beats him, that means that um she would have fought Tokuyami. Tokuyami clearly won. And it was Kirishima versus Was it? Did Kirishima win the fight? I got to check again, bro. I'm like, my brain dead. It's so sad. I thought that fight ended in a tie. No, Kirishima wins. Was it Kirishima's win? Yeah, because Tetsu Tetsu's got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, you might be right. Okay, yeah, Tetsu 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 loses, which means that it was Bakugo versus Kirishima, and Bakugo would have won. Oh, he just blasts him to death. Yeah, probably. That's what's up. Which okay, and then it goes into the the semifinals of uh. Well, I say this, 
we didn't talk about Deku versus Todoroki. All right, spit your uh, stuff on that one. Um, the animation on that shit. It's good. Was bonkers. Um, and it's like a good moment for introducing Todoroki's arc. Mm-hmm. Endeavor's arc, you kind of see what they're going on. Do you get the introduction, the introduction the to characterization like moment for mm-hmm. Deku, where he's like, you know, just a righteous little fucker. He's doing yeah. he's just doing the right thing all the time. He's like, it's yeah. fuck you, it's your quirk. Fuck that dude. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. I think that's tight. The animation's so good. And then with the music, and they like do the quick cut to midnight and the Cementos. Yeah. It's like, they're going to fucking kill themselves if they can't. Yeah. So, so yeah. pretty pretty much what the fight comes down to, it's like it you see the, so the family tight. problems between Shoto and Endeavor, and it's like, you know, we we have these differences, and it's Endeavor seems like he's trying to push him and force him into this path, and then you have those glimpses of his past, and he's like, oh, listen, I don't like you. I don't, I, don't, I don't mess with you, my guy, after everything you've done to me. And so that's what it feels like. And then Deku, it comes to this guy without a quirk who's like, you know what, I've learned after like, a couple months of having this well technically i think it's a year at that point after a year of having this quirk that i barely know how to use like it's your quirk you should know what to do with it deku doesn't learn that lesson for how long i'm gonna call him out on his crap he does not learn how to use this quirk to his own ability until he gets over all might once he learns how to use his legs as a That's fact true. it's not until shoot style that he actually I thought, I, this is a legit him. thing i've called out when i was reading it because one of my because i was talking to one of my That's friends a good about point. it I didn't and think about that. I had an issue with this because I'm like, you that's say totally that to true. me. This is why parts of Todoroki don't hit well with me is because of Deku. Like, it's like, you're kind of dumb because you don't learn anything from this. Why? And then like, it's like Todoroki has to get all this brunt of like, you're super high and mighty, you know, it's like, get over yourself, get over your Yeah, path. Deku's kind of on a high horse. Good. And so. Yeah, he's. Fucking looking down on Todoroki, like it, it, it bugs me. Point but like, claim your quirk. Listen, my issue when I caught up to the series was Deku. So like when I tell you, I went through these arcs. No, Deku was, just got cool. Deku, on chapter, like De- Deku is like he had. I think he's finally getting to a part that if he does, if he, if we ignore the past Deku and stay with this Deku, I can vibe so, with this. Leaving with notes these, for Uraraka right? Deku's the cool de- fucking vigilante. Wearing his mom's yeah. costume, Deku, like a badass with the weird shadow eye. But yeah, so that's what that fight comes down to. Then it gets to that point where it's like they're gonna die. You know, Midnight does her. Oh, I'm gonna sink and let my smell get out in the air and do nothing because it didn't that's do anything. Yeah, the Mentos like, pretty much saved. <laughs> pretty much saved them there because they blow the whole arena. And yeah, and then it comes down to it, and Endeavor's like, "Ah, oh, you've used the quirk because he's getting hyped in the stands." And you know things are getting heated. And then he comes down and Todoroki wins because Deku gets freaking knocked out of there after Deku's like learning how to use his quirk in like it's, more limited yeah, capacities, you know? Eat it into a wall. And surviving, you know, crazy stuff like that. But yeah. And so Endeavor is like trying to like get proud of his son and, you know, or at least because he thinks he's finally doing what he wants. And then Todoroki after that fight, he, he beats Ida. And then, you know, Bakugo beats Kirishima or Tokuyami is the last one he has to fight. Yeah. So. And that one's easy because his power is pretty yeah, much like it's a bad match. Yeah. So that was an easy fight for him. And then it's Bakugo versus Todoroki. And Todoroki's like, you know what? I've I've tried my hardest in that last fight. I'm 
I'm done using my fire. I don't care anymore. I'm just going to stick to my eye. Like, that bugs me a lot. Yeah, that shit is annoying. Like, I'm like, you can't just do that and then be like, you know, it's it's not the same. So I'm not going to use, like, why? You, you're just basically saying, like, you know, it was in the heat of the moment I was willing to do it. But, you know, I've, I'm, not, I'm not feeling it right now. Like, no, you just went all out. Like, just end it. I don't you went through he, a whole speech. I don't think he wanted to lose with both sides. He might not have. I but, so. you know, personally, I think Bakugo would have won in the end because Bakugo. Same. I think even Bakugo, though he's... Even though he talks, this guy is built different, though. Can't help just, it. Yeah, he's fundamentally just not the same as all those other kids. All right. Next up, Hero Killer arc. This one, straightforward, simple. Definitely one of my favorite arcs. It it's starts the best off with, arc that's um, been animated. It starts off with the internships. Like, um, I'm pretty sure this was internships or whatever. It might have been a different name. Yeah, it's for, Gran Torino. I, yeah. The microwaving or, It was like uh, training, something training something they had a name for it bro but mm-hmm. not not in my head too bad because i think when they get their actual internships is when they get their license so this was more like a supervisory like training type of thing it had a different name but like so he trains with gran torino he finally gets to like learn what full cowling is from gran torino even though gran torino doesn't actually know what full cowling is because uh all might never used it as far as i know but it was more like the concept of limiting your power. So that's more or less what he learns. And that's what full cowling comes about, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, you know, just vibing, going to do their thing. And then you have like, oh, you got a message from your friend. Hero killer stains out here. No moves are loose. Yeah, first no moves are you gonna do? on a city. Yeah. And what I like about it is Stain as the character, you know. Stain is like, shit. He's going after these heroes, but at the end of the day, he has his points. It's like, listen, Hero Society is whack. And I'm here to tell you kids why it's whack. And he's not wrong. He doesn't miss. Because a lot of heroes are self-glorifying. And then when you get to the stinking... This is a flash forward to the... to the, Not my villain. The, the war arc, essentially. He's right. There's heroes that literally can't handle the pressure. And they just drop. They quit. Yeah, the one that quits in front of Uraraka. Yeah. It's like... You limp dick. And then what? Like these students are like the fact that all the students are more or less still in it and still trying doesn't make sense to me. Cause like once you have things like that happening, I'm like their parents aren't outraged. Like I know there's parents quote unquote outraging, but like can I see the effects of this please? Or anything, something to work with. Yeah, more parents fucking putting an end to that shit. Something along those lines where you see the actual back you see the backlash from civilians, yes. Or it's like Where's the come up on the school for like this specific matter where you just had all your they they touch on it very minorly very tangentially. It's like a but draft. Like, it's like they but like it, only draft high schoolers. It could be worse because why is it always the high schoolers in this like thick of mess? Like you're just gonna let these heroes quit and it's like, bro, you gonna get away with this? Like you need something there, right? And that I mean they might show it later. I'm not gonna tell. I'm not gonna say they're not gonna show it later, but. I, I need to see more of it to like get a better understanding of what's actually happening. Cause it doesn't make sense if everything is orderly from their end and not from like hero society. Hero society is the part that's falling apart, but not like the school system. You know? But yeah, the aftermath of this is the League of Villains, right? And their whole creation. 
and pretty much it's just Shigaraki capitalizing on uh, his connection to Stain loosely. And that's how he gets uh, Dobby and Toga and uh, Spinner. And then a few others start to join after. I think those are the main ones. Like Price comes in later and all that. So Yeah, I think and Dobby finds or Twice finds some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they eventually start spreading on ground people. I don't remember exactly the order of how the villain league joins, but I remember in the episode, I'm pretty sure Toga and Dobby were the main ones shown. Mm-hmm. So then there's the final exams, which is one part, the written exams that they have to go through and all that. Um, I think that's also the fight. They have the fight between uh, Deku and Bakugo. No, no, no. That's in season three, right? Yeah, it's when he starts, he's using like both his feet and shit. I think they have back uh, Bakugo's uh, first flashback somewhere in that part, but I don't really Baku, remember. Yeah. Bakugo gets stolen from the from the one. Well, that's not yet. So this is the final exam. Yeah. This is this is the um, end of season two where they have that opening that has all the group pairings that shows all of them in their matches. Oh no, it's the one Deku Bakugo gets knocked Bakugo out. Bakugo and Deku go one. on the same team. Yeah, he tries the one v one All Might and gets knocked out. So Deku. I mean, to be fair, they through the portal eventually, but Bakugo does get the hit. And then Deku has to like come in and save him at the end, which you know, yeah, it is what it is. Pissed off. He's Bakugo's fault. It like hit fault that it happened right that way. You know, he he kind of put himself in that position. So that that was now Deku being able to go and finish everything without like All Might's thinking taking him out. I don't have to tell you about that one, but it happened. He he put a punch on him, you know, because. I'm pretty sure All Might at the end of the day has too much of a soft spot and it does interfere with some things. Even if he wants to be like, no, I was trying my best. Like, you know, he, you know, he has that soft spot. Yeah, he's not going to fucking moss it. Yeah, you had Aizawa versus uh, Todoroki and Yaoyorozu, which is a nice fight when it comes towards the end of it. Once they like use their brains and all, it works out, right? Yeah, but he starts giving them the works from the first, like. Oh, I mean, yeah, don't hold back. He's like, hello, would you like to meet my fucking weird binding cloth? Um, let me think of another one I remember. There was Saro and uh, Mineta versus Midnight. Tokyo. That's when that's and, when uh, Midnight clutches. Dude. Well Midnight It was Tokoyami and uh, Asui versus yeah. uh, Ectoplasm. Midnight's too sexy is. for those two kids. No, but Mineta Mineta got the win, man. He yeah, he managed but... to do it. It was crazy. Kaminari, isn't it Kaminari's just like no like, it was Saro. oh yeah he's like asleep on her lap because yeah, he passes out because she gets to him and all that that's not so bad but yeah it was I think Suyu and uh, Tokiyami versus Ecto yeah I think they won Sue clutches it out um, she has something in her stomach there was a uh, Koda and um, Jiro versus present Mike and they win because of bugs <laughs> because Coda got oh, bugs yeah. to crawl over him but Jiro can't fight him and then Cementos beats the shit out of Sugar Rush and Kaminari or Sugar Rush and Kirishima yeah because they just try and punch their way through everything 
And then there's the few other ones that I literally can't remember. I know Chaka's with someone, but I don't remember. Was it Ida? I don't know. I think she's with Ida. Uh, I don't remember who fought uh, Principal Nezumi, to be honest. I think that was uh, Kaminari and Ashido or something like that. It was, it was like I think some that's right. summer end students. I think that's what happened. I don't know. I have to be honest, I don't remember the rest. That's all I got going for me on this regards. But like for the most part, like it's a fine arc. It's like I don't care about this arc compared to this might be one of my lower end ones, not because there's anything really bad, but like it's not anything crazy, you know, like Hero Killer Arc, way better, one of the best arcs in this part of the series. Sports Festival, also one of the better parts, and they're both like back to back. USJ is fine, it has the hype moments, it has a lot of chaos. And then a lot of the earlier arcs, which you could pretty much throw into like one little chunk, are like their fine introduction. And then this arc is just okay. Yeah. And then next up we have the um, forest training arc. This one is um, when they eventually have their summer vacation. It's like, oh yeah, it's like if you fail, you're not allowed to go. And in reality, it's just you have to take extra lessons while you're there. And so yeah, in this arc, supplementary it's, lessons. Supplementary, yeah. In this arc, it's introducing the the wild pussy cats, and then. Um, they have to go. They meet up with them. You have Coda with Coda. I know Koji Coda is a uh... see names, man. They're they're too close. I'm pretty sure his name was Coda, right? The kid. I think so. I think it's with a D. I don't want to get it. No, it's with a T. It's Kota. It's right there. Oh, Thank that's you, right. Ricky. So the other one's Coda. Okay, cool. But yeah, they run to him. Deku has to like find out about his life story and like what happened to him. And so eventually, it's a lot of setup. They're trying to train their quirks. And then they get an invasion in the middle of it, like other, every other arc where the villains have to invade while they're trying to do school stuff. Yeah, it's a shame. This time, Class 1B is there. Biggest difference. And so Class 8, 1A, they, they, they know how to do their thing. Like, this has happened to them before. They're quick to thinking. They, they like to try to be, like, smart about it. They go to the teachers or whatever, try to save people, save lives, protect each other. Boom, boom, boom. That's how they do it, right? Easy. Deku fights muscular. S-ranked villain. Manages to win somehow. I still have an issue with that because, like, you, you're you're kind of a listen. Like the 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 it's teeth like guy. A, it's a teeth. plot ass pull, but the music and the animation, it's like an awesome moment. But yeah, when you like step back and actually think about, it, you're just like, yeah, I I can get sucked into those things, yeah, but I can like, also get right away sucked out. So it yeah, we're like, I'm pretty sure I'm not should be dead. He, if not dead, Deku shouldn't have been able to been fine using his quirk to that capacity. If no other time he was fine, yeah, yeah, like, it doesn't work. It, it his doesn't. Ar- his like arm should have looked like fucking confetti. Because he had his one arm, that arm that was already beat up, and then the second arm, which should have been like obliterated. Like he used or, a broken arm. And Horikoshi, thousand percent. Horikoshi said that, like, you know, it was like a, it was an exaggeration and all, but it's still you pretty much using a hundred percent of your power. Even if you said a million or whatnot, you had to go all out to do that. You shouldn't have been fine. Yeah, that was an all might level punch, and and that's how he yeah. beat him. And then they kind of just left him there, and he just happened to be there until he was able to be captured at some point in time. Yeah, he was he, he, he was knocked out, bro. Super knocked out. So no one was there to save him, not even Dobby or no up. one, bro. Knocked out. Yeah. And then you have um 
I forgot what that S-rated villain name was, the one with the teeth and all that, the, the crazy one, but they uh, needed the BDSM a, one. Yeah, they needed Tokoyami to like freaking go all out on that one and just unleash the darkness. So that's how that gets handled, and it's him and Bakugo and all that crap that's happening. Bakugo gets captured. Everything's going crazy. Students are like, there's that one guy, the mustard gas guy who has a gun. Because, you know, yeah, that's a good Tetsu moment. Yeah. And then the gas mask and then Kendo and all that. There's, there's a lot of things that are happening on the sides. You have Dobby, like, interfering with uh, the teachers because of twice his power. Because I think he fights Aizawa and it's a clone of his and that happens. So, yeah. Is that, and yeah. Really chaotic stuff that's happening everywhere. Barely any super... Like, at this point, like, every time you have an event, where is your supervision to do the job, bro? Y'all suck at your job. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. Zara and Vlad, I like them, but... I mean, Aizawa does his job and all, but, like, I'm not saying they're bad at the job. It's more like the school is not putting enough supervisory attendance on these people if this keeps happening. Yeah, like, I, would, terrible job. I would be like, I'd get my kid out of that place yeah you know like if, if you gotta hear like super villains attack my kid like every other day or you you'd say something by now no no cap it's happening yeah be like you guys want to figure out your security system maybe yeah. but yeah baku gets captured by mr compress and tokiyami was about to be captured too and they they managed to save uh tokiyami and you move on from that shoto's not brother says something to him some some crazy by his first name yeah so we move on to that it's the hideout raid arc where they're going to save bakugo and all that so you have like they're in the hospital after uh the whole thing happens and they're like getting healed up deku's like you know i i can't i can't leave him there i gotta save him then you have asui who's like thinking pitching a fit i'm like you have a valid point to pitch a fit now granted you're super annoying about it because you're like i just want all my friends to be safe and i don't want anything to happen you know, everyone else is going to take care of it. Yes, yeah, I was like, fuck, shut the fuck up. Like, okay, to be fair, Asui has, like, one of those character personality traits that I can't help but hate. Because, like, if I can find a character to, like, just have a way to annoy me to my soul, I have an issue with that. I can't help it. I don't enjoy it. And she just happens to have that ability. It's like Shinobu Kocho from Demon Slayer. Like, I don't know what she did to me, but th- I could tell you why, but is I need to, like... one. She's she's the butterfly Hashi. No, she's not the pink-haired one. Actually, the pink-haired one is literally like one of my favorite characters because of an arc that happens later on, and she actually has good moments. I can explain why I don't like these characters, but I literally need to like remember all my reasons to go off on like an hour-long rant about like specifics that I don't like. But at the end of the day, it comes down to like their personality seem contrast to like the things that they personally do at times as well as they just seem unnecessarily angry or pushy about things that don't involve them, you know? Yeah, I don't like... Them. Yeah, Sue, like, I don't know, made it about herself. She did. And I'm like, listen, like, you, like when you just guys tell go, a teacher. I don't, I don't care if you went to tell a teacher. You could go do that and, like, prove a point here. I'm not going to do anything if you're just going to snitch that way. Yeah, to go in front of them and be like, you know... You guys are my friends and I trust you. And then you have that thing where they don't listen to her anyways. And then like you go back to school and they have the dorms. And then she's like, listen, I hate you guys that you did this. And they apologize. And it's all, uh, well, it's all fixed. Stupid plot. I hate it. Whatever. Cool. That's just my pet peeve on that type of plot line anyway. 
But anyways, they go to save uh, Bakugo and stuff. So you have the heroes there who are going to save Bakugo and all the students kind of run into a different situation where they thought this is where Bakugo was, but it was actually where the Nomu were being uh, facilitated and like grown and everything, right? And so there's the two-way front where uh, Gigantha Lady or Mountain Lady, that's her name. She destroys that factory with um, Best Genius is there. And then that's where All for One is. And All for One just clean shop with those two yeah he really beats the fuck out of best genius yeah and then you have everything that with like edge shot going and taking down like half the villains and then all might's there and endeavors there doing that whole front and so those two things get resolved Kumi woods grabs a bunch of them yeah and then you have um what's his name uh shigaraki's a uh, secondary guy uh, one portal who, portal man yeah. i don't remember his name but he's a portal man i used to remember his name and like it's gone right now like I, it's legit gone so whatever his name used to be rip him because i i think he got captured no he didn't get cat they he gets captured eventually right some yeah someone something i don't happens. know if it was that i think it, it was that arc where he uh all for one forces his quirk to be used so they can escape and then he uses uh, Magna's or whatever her name is. Mm-hmm. And then forces them to all like get repelled into that or like uses the uh, re- attraction thing. So they all get pulled and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how that comes down. And so it's all, all for one versus All Might. After while that's going on, Deku and everyone else saves Bakugo. And at the end of the day, when you see how that plays out, I'm like, Bakugo could have saved himself. Like if he was not being a stupid person to get in the way of all my in that moment he could have saved himself and been fine to be fair he didn't actually need them to save him well i it think helped. all yeah i think i think someone could have taken him out yeah like if, if all my had to deal with everyone at the same time it gets really risky but like bro but that that's one of my favorite animated moments in the whole series when when uh, Kirishima and Deku are like soaring and Bakugo's like chasing after them Bakugo, and he holds his he, hand like, out igni- yeah and he's like flying through the air like standing and then he, yeah. after a second he like his arms start going back you're like yeah. and then he sticks out his hand and he's like uh why'd you come save me you idiot and all that yeah. stuff it's a good moment yeah you're like oh shit bros being bros and, and, and this, is, this is all my last moment I, I i did enjoy this moment when i first watched it i don't actually hate it after the fact or anything like that it, it's just all right it's okay like i liked it more it's not like i i've grown to hate it. it's just more like it, it it wasn't as like impactful especially when you have plot points involving all for one later on that literally makes me dislike a decent portion of plot points that were built up for this long in the series because I feel like it takes away from certain character arcs, and we'll get to that when we get to that. All right. So, I mean, we're getting to the longer arc, so eventually we can start speeding this up a bit. So let's go to the provisional uh, license exam. You have them moving into the dorms. That happens, right? And then you have um, the moving dorms is fine. You have the actual provisional license. Class 1A, everyone is able to pass the first set, right? That happens. And then everyone from different schools here and there, they do their thing. Um, I think the provisional license exam is fine. I don't think I really have too many complaints. They did a lot of teamwork, more or less. They were in the individual groups handling the first part of it. 
And then when yeah, it comes to this, the only part I actually kind of enjoyed was the twist of the actors being like uh, the raiders. scores as well. Yeah. yeah. So they're like yelling at people for not doing shit. I liked that. And then I just, it was kind of cool to see Gang Orca. Gang Orca, you know. Yeah. Top 10, like, he was like rated second or third for heroes that look like a villain or something. Yeah. And freaking Shoto and Wind Guy. And Asa and Shoto, yeah. When they, when they're clashing, I've rolled my eyes, but their team up was badass. But yeah, I was just like, so yeah, that, that's what it comes down like, to. Like the first part, so first sad. part is a little uneventful. Like you have the Kaminari Bakugo uh, Kirishima moment. I do like that against Meatball. Everything else with the other students and they're like working as a group to try to. And then you have Kami, who's Toga and all that. That I don't care too much about that because it really doesn't do much other than her getting the blood of Ochako in that moment. I think that's really the main thing that comes from that one. Well, yeah, they fight the Tremor guy and all the other schools because they have targets on the back because they're 1A, and apparently that means something every time, you know? And then when you have, like, 1A versus 1B, it's like, dang, half of your class sucks. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm just like, most of them are fodder. I know. But ignoring that, like, I, I like the second half where you have, like, what what is you, your goal is to be a hero. So, like, at the end of the day, even if you have a villain, you can't can't let these petty grudges and, like, issues overcome, like, your duty to save people so you have the people who are main focus is save lives and do all that and you have the ones who are set out to do offensive things because some some of their quirks don't work in that regard so yeah deku has to go and like stop inasa and todoroki from fighting because deku has the power of friendship on his side of course and you know bakugo is really rude so that's like the reason he doesn't pass see bakugo could have been fine if he went to fight the villain not gonna lie but it is what yeah it is. he should have So they do their job, things get settled, and then they move on from that. And Bakugo and Todoroki are the only ones fail. They do their re, do their classes to fix that and all that. And eventually, you do have that one chapter that shows them with their licenses, and they like beat those villains. But I think that's right before the My Villain Academia arc, where they actually show them doing that. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that's like a a setup for that arc, and that arc's the next arc in the anime. So gonna be heat but yeah that one's good ignoring that arc there's also yes bakugo versus deku thoughts on that one that is like one of my favorite moments in the series i'll be honest uh where they fight one-on-one yep yeah i liked everything about that i like all might letting them fight i like the consequences i like Izawa being pissed Mm -hmm. i like uh bakugo beating him I think it's the final point that you need to show that as much as Deku has, he's not on top. And just because he has this quirk doesn't mean it's like an instant path to the top. Because they give All Might that pass because he's had it for so long and he's just that skillless, right? And it's like everyone else is competing, grasping at straws. But realistically, as quirks evolve and like develop over time, like you can't have that quirk be the only one that stands in the limelight. Like the right people with the right like capabilities and technique to their quirks can be just almost as advantageous. Granted, yeah. when it comes to like him being able to unlock spoilers later on, like that's kind of like, all right, so that part of your quirk wasn't enough to be on top the whole time. So we got to hit you up with all these boosts and bonuses. And it's like, okay, yeah. cool, whatever. It's just like, okay, whatever. But, like it's a really good moment to show like their relationship and like 
how Bakugo views him and like how Deku views Bakugo, you know, and their yeah. contrast. And Deku plus they like grew or like kind of started understanding. They get closer. Yeah, and and Deku's like, listen, I understand who you are more so now, and like your goal, or your aspirations. You really do want to be at top, and like show that you can prove your worth. And Baku goes like, I, I also see that you've tried hard, but like at the end of the day, you're not trying hard enough, and I'm gonna prove it to you. Yeah, because I'm still gonna kick goddamn ass. Next up, overhaul arc. This is one of my favorite in the manga. In the anime, not so much. I am not a fan. Yeah. This arc, this arc is like very underwhelming for me in the anime because it takes away from the side character moments that I really the like. The anime, yeah, it rushes through fucking uh, Sun Eater and Mirio just to get to Deku so they could do his one piece or one punch moment. Yes, but let's let's stick to the quick uh, in order stuff. It's the work studies arc more or less, and then it transitions where he gets to get his in with um Sir Night Eye through Mirio, because they introduced the big three, and it's like all right, we have work studies, so everyone finds their people to work with. You know, eventually they show Tokiomi talks and all those other plot points. So Todoroki was with his father, but he couldn't do everything he wanted to and all that so they were able to do it but like if you didn't have your provisional license there was like limitations and all that so essentially that's that is what happened but you know they go into that and eventually it's like all right as as deku's with them deku's happens to be in the group of people that is connected to this radon uh thinking she uh what's it? it's hasaki or hasakai or whatever but yeah overhaul so when it comes down to it, um, Deku is with Night Eye and Mirio. And so it's like, listen, you got to prove your worth if you're going to be a part of this group, right? So he proves his worth. He gets accepted into the internship. And they it pretty much eventually builds down to the raid because Kirishima happens to be Kirishima. Um, Kirishima, Uraraka, and Sue. I was going with, uh, I'm going to forget one of my favorite guys' names. Fat Gum? No, not Fat Gum. The other one. Fucking Sun Eater. Sun Eater. I'm trying to think of his actual name though. That's that's Tamaki? why I'm dying. Tamaki, yes. Amajiki. Yeah. I, I blink on his name all the time and it hurts me because he's legit like one of my favorite characters in the series. But when it comes down to okay, so it breaks down. You have um the big three and they their students like paired with them. So you have uh Tamaki and um Kirishima, Fat Gum, you have uh Ryuku. Nejiri and Ochako and actually Asui's a part with that group as well mm-hmm. so she can tag along and then you have Deku um Mirio I almost said Midoriya and I was like wrong Mirio and Night Eye so that group mixed with other heroes eventually get the raid fights happen you have Amajiki who pretty much is like without Mirio Amajiki and they make it as clear during that manga chapter, when it does the flashback with Amajiki remembering Mirio, they make it clear that Amajiki was the strongest one. And it's only because of how hard Mirio worked that he was able to actually... It's, they don't say that Mirio's the strongest one. They pretty much imply it because of like current day. But like at that time, and arguably so, Mirio doesn't necessarily view himself as the strongest because Amajiki, if he were to have like an actual personality to benefit him in combat and like not be scared legit the dude is a threat and yeah, they like, show it's like bakugo's personality had that quirk it would be a problem like it'd be way more like 
who, who who's stronger mirio or Amadou? like they they wouldn't have been like that one-sided because mirio has the personality and like the will to do it more so like he won't hesitate as much as amajiki might but amajiki does show that he's willing to go the distance because he literally risks his limbs and like getting torn off and crap and like the fight goes hard and you know it's just wild on all ends and eventually he just takes out the three. He takes out the one that bites. He takes out the crystal one. And then the yeah, he goes three V other one. I don't remember the other one. It was the biting one, the crystal one out. and different one. And then, okay, that fight happens. He proves his worth after getting beaten up, but he manages to capture all three of them because he's not going down until they're all taken out. So boom, that fight's done. Kirishima's fight. Really good. Him and Fat Gum, the spear and the shield. Or when it comes down, Fat Gum's like, it's actually two spears against um the the shield guy and then the the yeah the Rapapa, psychic shield the the puncher rapapa i think that's his name and he shows mm-hmm. up in my hero academia vigilantes the spinoff and he actually has really dope moments in that and he's actually like one of my favorite of shia's uh, group and all that but it's it's a dope moment and like he's like I'll, I'll, i'm willing to take you guys on head on and like kirishima goes through his work and he's like i gotta keep pushing harder and harder and harder or else I'm going to go down and Fagum's like, you you did your job. Now it's my turn. And then he goes off, don't fight. And then they end off on like friendly terms where it's like, you know, I'll let you go. We'll heal up, whatever. And that's Yeah, it's like real recognized, real. And then you have Mirio. Okay, let, let me not skip everything else. Deku and uh, Rocklock and Aizawa run into Twice and Toga and that happens. That's and pointless. And that one guy who goes through like the walls and does all that crap. It, it It's really minor stuff, but it leads to like Toga and Twice pretty much taking advantage of them and like showing it's like, you know, Shigaraki said like, we're, we're really here just to take mess with you at this point. So that's what they did. And they, it kind of leads to why Shigaraki kind of flexes on uh, overhaul at the end of the day. But yeah. Which was way so, better in the fucking Mario has to deal with the drunken guy who, who's thinking like inebriation guy. He has to deal with the clock hair guy and he has to deal with overhaul. Mirio goes to town, and he does it, and he's beating them up. And then you have um, him having to protect Eri. He gets shot, he loses his quirk, and he beats him up for five more minutes before anyone even gets there. Yeah, he goes fucking unpowered. The man went to town. He did his job, and in the flashback scenes that you get with him, they emphasize just the type of guy he was, and you... I get mad because they do take away some of those flashback moments from his past. Oh yeah, they ruined the, they it was and upsetting. They didn't take away much, but the things that they took away really irritated me because I think it fleshes out like his group with the other students as well as him as a character. Cuz once that happens, it's like all right, that chapter ends. He's like struggling, he's on his last limbs and Neku comes in there and Neku there to save the day with Aizawa and so that happens. Deku's here. Yeah, and then Aizawa deals with the clock here guy. Overhaul, you know, kills uh, Night Eye, and Deku goes like all for one. Super Saiyan. Super Saiyan, whatever we want to call it. Yeah. Eri uses her quirk. He's flying in the air, even though that doesn't really happen in the manga because, you know, effects and all that. And you got to show he's like on his stuff. Build him up a lot. I, th- I think they built, like, I like the effect, I like the fight, I like the song they throw in there because they take You Say Run and they do it in an acapella, like, slow version in English, and it's a really dope moment. But they take away a lot from the other fights just to build up that moment. 
yeah. I get so mad because at yeah, the end that, of the day, that fight was like it, it was whack. five punches from Deku's end, and that was it. It's not yeah, much it's of a fight. super quick in the manga. Like, yeah, and Mirio was the best part of that fucking. It was my favorite part of that fight, and yeah. I re- went before season four came out, hyped, and we get to get to those parts, and I'm like, I'm not feeling it, and I'm sad. But yeah, that happens, and then um, they move on from that. Uh, also, Ryuku was there. She broke through the thing because they were fighting that one big yeah, guy. She's a they dragon. Yeah, and Ochaka and Asui and Nedri did something somewhere along there, somewhere. I don't remember. Well, it really wasn't anything. We move on to that. That ends. Night Eye dies. Really sad moment between him and Mirio. Like, really sad. That was like the closest I was to crying in my hero. It's still the only part that got me that close, but that was like my saddest part in the manga. So we move on from there. And then that pretty much wraps up that arc other than showing like the things in um, Tartarus. I think they show the things with Tartarus at the end of that arc. And like Shigaraki oh, yeah. takes uh, uh, overhauls arms and things like that. But next up is the remedial course arc, which has um, shows the interaction with Endeavor watching his son in Bakugo and the other ones who failed do that little mini tangent of episodes where they're trying to like endear the kids show the kids that like you know you can be heroes you're not gonna you don't need to be arrogant even though your quirks are super crazy and wild they overcome that and i think that's when they pass their um remedial exams and all that stuff i'm pretty sure and then you have that thing with aoyama and cheese and deku that mm. happens too. so yeah that shit's weird next up sports festival arc i don't care too much for the manga because I don't think it works as well the manga, especially when you have a musical thing. I think the anime did this arc better though. I don't. Uh, I didn't like it either. In overall or what? I just didn't like it in either. Okay. I think Labrava La sucks. I, I, I like I like it. gentle or at least parts of gentle because of like his dynamic with Deku, and that was like. A he's, a good fo- he's a good foil and like good counterpoint he's, he's not a real show, villain right? and like he has like a level of honor to him so when it comes down to him getting beat at the end of the day like that that happens yeah i just thought deku was way too funny. i don't like la brava in the part of the fight because when it's like all right he pretty yeah. much has him down to rights and then she's like but i love you so much and they do that whole flashback thing and then he gets she literally out. has the I'm, I'm sorry power of love crap like when you make it a quirk but you throw it in when the fight is pretty much done just to like ignite it for like another two chapters for no reason. Like, I mean, the tension was already was there. Don't, just just make them a little stronger if you want the extra tension. Like, I, I understand, but like, I don't, if you're not going to make them prominent characters to any degree, like, I know what you're doing, trying, like, you're introducing characters. So you want to like give them their own character arc, but I don't care for her the whole time. And you don't focus on them enough in the first place to make me want to care in the first, you know? So like, it, it's just one of those things I'm like, I personally was not feeling it. The, the yeah. actual festival part with, like, Jiro... I mean, it doesn't do anything for the story other than show, like, they can work together as a class. And yeah, in the, the anime, yeah, the it works stuff better. Jiro is the only good part where it's like, oh, look at her. She's opening up. It works better in the anime, and it's to make Aerie smile and all that. Really cute moment. I still like that moment because it's her and Mirio. And, like, it's like, you know, where I just want to see her smile because she's never smiled the whole time we've seen her. It's a nice moment. But yeah, that's pretty much that arc. Now, what ir- irritates me about 
this is the only thing that knocks me in the anime about it is because the UA festival arc is longer than it needs to be because they rushed through 40 chapters of the overhaul arc in like 13 episodes. And then they take like 10 episodes for a 15 chapters worth of the school festival. Well, yeah. not, not just that. It's also the, the remedial course. But that's an extra six, right? So you have 40 done in like 13. And then you have like 20 done in like 10 or 11. And then you throw the rest of the pro hero arc in like two episodes. And that is literally one of my favorite arcs. And it's super short. It's I, I call it Endeavor Redemption arc because that's pretty much what it is. The Nomu fight was cool though. Yeah. So you have you have the introduction to all the new pro heroes that happens, blah blah blah. Hawks is there. Hawks and Endeavor get built up. So you get Bunny this girl. And like this contrast to what Endeavor is. And then you learn more about Hawks and like his admiration of Endeavor and all that and like what it meant to him that Endeavor exists and that Endeavor takes his role to what he should be. And you have the Nomu and you have Endeavor showing well, honestly like, more importantly than that is what this is the introduction of Mirku, right? Mm-hmm. She shows up in the rankings, and then she shows up again at the end of that Bunny fight. Waifu. When Dobby comes in there. So yeah. she shows up twice. But yeah. Like, bro, Endeavor versus Hood is, like, fantastic. Seeing him push his limits, trying to prove that, like, he's not just, like, a replacement for All Might. Like, he's he deserves this, and he's been working for it. He's trying to show I his family. Here. Trying to show his family he's changed and prove to them that, like, he's not who he used to be. So good. I love it. Also, you get to see a bit of Hawks, the mystery behind him. You eventually find out, like, spoilers. I don't think this is explained at the moment, at that moment, but, like, he's a sinking double agent at that time. That happens more details later. But, yeah. And then, yeah, Mirko gets introduced. You have that chapter with uh, the Todoroki family where they have dinner, and I think Bakugo and Deku are invited in that one. Or is that the later one? That might be the later one. That might have been the first one where it's Natsuo like getting all f- fussy. And then Fumia, I think that's his sister's name, who's like trying to keep things together. And to- Todoroki, that's his first time there. And you have the chapter with the vestiges where Deku goes to sleep and his powers go crazy. And that's how that ends, right? Oh, yeah. Next up, the current arc in the anime, the joint training arc. I think the anime actually improves this arc. I will... Give it its fair share. Anime did its job. Yeah, the anime. I think, it's been way more fun. I think the the time spent with the reveal with Deku, for one thing, I think the anime does a better job in pacing and like explanation to drive the point home of what happened. But I also think it's a more like I've dealt with this, my irritation with it for so long, and like what the current arc is doing, kind of makes me see the potential of what it was. I still think it's a dumb plot point. Because you didn't fully develop that one part of Deku in the first place and didn't feel like he's for the long like until this current arc, I don't think he developed these abilities to his own potential. So you kind of just force him to do it now. And then it's like, okay, you skipped all the hard work of like him growing. Sure, I'll take this new Deku who's somewhat grown. That'll help me ignore the rest. No, right? it cool. feels super rushed, but he's badass, so it's kind of cool. Yeah. But when this happens, it feels like it's out of the play, out of nowhere, and kind of like just to like. And, and then it starts really escalating after this fact. And it and then it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, uh, you know, they, they explain the plot points to why this happens later. And I hate those explanations. But now that I have the explanations, I can kind of just move on from it. So it helps the moment. But like, for the most part, let me just go through the battles. There's the first battle with um, 
Kaminari, Suyu, Shinso, um, who's the other ones? Oh, uh, it's this shit. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Kaminari, Shinso, Suyu, Kirishima, and not Sugar Rush, Koda. That's the group. And they were against uh, the Beast, Ibarra, um, and I don't know, two other people. I don't remember them. But yeah, that fight happens. I like that fight. It's a nice introduction. It's a nice way to like show like the character. I think this is one of the better fights in terms of showing like both sides put an effort to use tactics and stuff and like overcoming those like odds against each other. So I think it does a good job there. It's not like the most exciting, but I think it's a good fight. Second fight is a uh, Yaoyorozu Tokiyami um Yaoyorozu Tokiyami Invisible Girl and Aoyama. I think like they bolstered Kendo. I think they gave Yaoyorozu the shaft, especially having the time to prepare. And it kind of makes it feel like she underestimated them or like didn't think that yeah. far ahead. Like you could at least known the other the other group's quirks or anything. Like they all know your quirks. You're in the same school. You you're the smart one here. Or she there waited so like, long to make their fucking like communication equipment. I think communication equipment should have been the first thing she did. Yeah, honestly, was like, there should she should have started making them shit the second they started. Yeah, like who cares? Like or do it beforehand. Like it doesn't matter. Like it's it's preparation for the battle. It's, it's what you can do. And they get beat. I don't have an issue with them getting beat. Tokiyami has his moments. It's not really anything special though either and it gets like downplayed towards the end where yeah it's like hey birdman fly because there's thinking mushrooms that will kill him on his inside of him and i'm like i mean i don't have an issue with that i know people are like dang that's a deadly thing and like students are she wasn't gonna try to kill him like at the end of the day the mushroom girl yeah she like you know in the situation that's how they won and like you you took the thing the repellent they're supposed to be playing the role of a villain. Villains and heroes, yeah. On either or side. Yeah. But, like, I, I feel like that, like, there's parts of the fight I really like, like, Yaoyorozu, like, showing off towards the end after, like, she overcomes that mental block she gets every time she's in a fight again. Like, when she's like, alright, I'll try to hold off Kendo at least, do something. So she ties her there with the cables to the cannon that's attached to her. Like, she, she puts in an effort to do last-ditch stuff. So that's dope. Skip to round three. I don't like round three. Round three is like, other than round five, one of my least favorite ones that I, from this. And that one's with um, Ojiro, Shoji, Todoroki, and... Uh, oh, Ida. yeah, this is the worst one. I think the, the thing with Ida's powers is kind of dumb. I, you know, I, I get it, why you would do it, just to show he can get stronger this way, sure. Just throttle your stinking calves whatever yeah, and like, like he, he puts in the effort and i don't have an issue with the ending in tie i think i have an issue just the fact how much todoroki seems to go through the same thing yaoyorozu has to go through yeah but yeah I'm, I'm ready for him to they've him they've proven they can do things and every time you prove they can do things you take it away from them and it's just annoying you know yeah it's always two or one step forward two steps back for them like, well, right, that's annoying. you know i have those expectations for him ojiro it's not like i expect much. now i do like pony because she like she's that like uh one english yeah dude Pony's a gangster the way she talks but i like her quirk and how she uses like she she's literally the best one in that whole fight 
Other than like yeah, Tetsu Tetsu, like showing he could take the high. heat. Yeah, Tetsu Tetsu showing he could take the heat, but at the same time, it's like cold, hot, cold, hot. Metal doesn't like that. That's just a scientific That's, thing. That, that was my thing. Was I was like, bro. Now, sure, it's a quirk, whatever. But like at the same time, he's not invulnerable to that, and it's clearly shown his quirk is stealing his body. That's going to hurt. It's not like Kirishima who gets harder and harder. And like, yes, heat would definitely affect Kirishima. Ice would definitely affect him in terms of cold. So it'd do both bad things to both of them. But like steel is like, if you meant heat steel up, it's going to loosen. It's going to soften. If you freeze it, it's going to start cracking because it's going to have to try to fix those things, right? Yeah. No, when you do that rapidly, fucking, that's how you start getting like fractures in the steel. Yeah, it's it's one of those, you know, is what it is. And then Bakugo's fight, Bakugo's fight against the other group is like my favorite on both groups spot, spot sides because it shows Class B was actually really prepared. But Bakugo was just like, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you now. You think you're dealing with Bakugo who like has like issues saving people or is like arrogant? No, I know how to be a hero. I'm gonna prove it again because every time I gotta go through this, I always gotta prove to people. I can stink and back up my talk. And he does that. And he, he tells his group, it's like, my job is to save you. So if I'm going to save you when I, when I need you, you save me. So we're going to work together. And they work together seamlessly. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, when it, like, it's not like he had the best group or anything like that. I hate, I, I hate that argument that like people are like, well, his group, it's still a mishmash of people. That's literally what every group is. Bakugu just knows how to coordinate his group. Yeah, Bakugo's worked with Jiro like several times. Well, his main people he works with is Kaminari and uh, Kirishima. Well, he no, hasn't he, like, he really works with Jiro. He's yeah, been she's a part. Of, she's a part of that group, but like in terms of actual like no, combat I'm not or talking, like working in that regard. No, yeah, they have. They have like they've been on teams and shit all the time. He calls her ears. Which fights earlier on and like early ass seasons um yeah i don't know that's not their first time i to fight in that regard like i i I don't i i'm not gonna say i don't think they weren't in a group for anything but not in this capacity i don't know man they've been on a team before do you remember which team no but it's the thing where he's with people no, you know, he's that that's for the like, most that, part, like that's in his group of people he hangs already. out with. But his specific people he trusts are Kirishima and Kaminari. Because they're almost always together. Now, like Jiro is like a like an attach attachment to like that group and all that, you know. Sarah's like a loose attachment to that group in a way. But like at the same time, they've never been like in a combat situation where they work together in that capacity. Other than probably like minor stuff here and there, but not like in a joint like this is joint like as a group to fight someone else. It's like the first time. I don't know. You say so. I'm pretty sure, but if if someone can tell me otherwise, let me know. But yeah, that's that's more or less what happened. Um. But yeah, I like the fight. It's seamless. Both sides are like thinking ahead trying to be smart like the one chick uh her name begins with a t it's tokage. i think it, i think it's tokage something because tokage is like reference to lizard 
but yeah, she she's like pretty much messing up Jiro because of how her quirk works. But eventually they like they're smart. They're able to overcome everything that's thrown out them, even like the fusion metal guy and things like that. They're able to like just throw against these odds. Anyways, for the sake of time, let's speed through this. Deku's fight, Deku, Mineta, Ashido, Ochako. And then you're against the like poltergeist guy, the resizing chick, um, Monoma, Shinso, and then the the one nerdy guy who can double impact things. I say nerdy guy. I don't, I don't know if that was the case. They don't really have much character outside of Monoma and Shinso, anyways. But yeah, I mean, it's pretty much Deku versus those two, Shinso and Monoma, and then it's the other three dealing with those other three. And a majority of what makes the fight happen is Deku's quirk going crazy and like him unlocking his new power and all that. So that does happen. That causes a lot of like issues and like things happening. And like Deku finally gets that talk from, uh, I think his name was Banjo or something like that. And he, in the manga, I must stress when you're reading this, Deku gets to this point, he gets inside his head and then the guy tells him, oh, you have a new quirk. And Deku's like, I don't know what to do. And he tells him to try harder. I think there's a break after that. <laughs> I can't Get tell better, you. Bitch. Literally, it is one of my least favorite moments when I was reading the series. It tells him to get good. Now, they do the same thing in the anime, but it's not halted by, like, an extended amount of time between a chapter. And they explain it better. Because when they still, like, when I reread it, because I reread both chapters once the second one came out to see if it changed anything. It really didn't. It loosely explains the quirk, but, like, I think it's the fact that I've already had, like, 30 different explanations after the fact. At this point, I'm like, all right, with everything you've already told me a hundred times, it works now. But like going through that the first time, no, I, I, it was literally like the most random, absurd thing. And it, it, I, I told, I told some people, I'm like, listen, I don't have an issue that this is how you did it. Or I, I don't have an issue that this is what you were going to do. I have an issue with how you've chosen to do it, and especially how out of place it is, and like how you want to tie it to like Shinso because they do that. And they tie it with something Monoma tries to do. And this is like minor spoilers what's going to happen later on in the fight, but that episode's going to come out. That episode came out yesterday. I, No. I watched yesterday's My Hero. Episode's coming out this Saturday. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, it's just it's just a whole ordeal of things. And, you know, can't help but be like, you could have done a better job explaining it. But in the anime, I can't complain as hard. So I'm not going to hold on to this point too hard. But... Let's move on from that because eventually this arc ends and it's kind of like, all right, um, everything is set up and we can move on. Um, crap. Is there anything that happens after that you can think of? Because it ends off, I think, class spoilers, and this is going to be pretty much spoilers for the rest of it. So if you want to hop off now, feel free. I think class A wins because they get the win on that one, right? And then they move on. And they do some minor setup for the next arc. Right? Isn't that when they go work for Endeavor and can't keep up? That's the end of the Meta Liberation Army, or My Villain Academia, as better known. My Villain Academia, this is... This is my... Okay. If I'm going to order the arcs, I'm going to rank my arcs real quick, because all of the arcs, in terms of like my order of like, are done in terms of my top rankings, I think it goes pro hero arc or just the Endeavor Redemption part of it because Endeavor Redemption arc is my favorite arc. It's really short. It's concise. 
Character development, it works. That's my favorite, right? Then I think it's my villain academia, even though I have a little bit issue with the start, not like issues, but it's a little slow. And there is the the um what's his name? That guy I hate so much. Uh Destro. Destro is a part of it. I hate Destro. Don't care. Redestro, yeah. Other than that, overall, I love the arc, right? And then it's um overhaul arc. Yeah, it's my current ranking. And I think Stain's probably like fourth, maybe fifth now, depending on what the current arc does, I guess. But yeah. So we'll see where that goes. But yeah, My Villain Academia is my favorite arc because of the development for the villain characters, and it's done well, right? Sugar Rocky fucking Sugar Rocky, twice, out. Toga. Those three get a lot of development. You have uh, the Giganto Mafia thing. So, Shigar- so essentially, this arc involves like Shigaraki taking over from uh, what All for One has left him. And so, what's his name, Dr. Ujiko or whatever, is like telling him, This is what never left you. He's left you Gigantomachia, so you can use him as you please, but you have to get him to earn your trust. So, essentially, they have to fight this guy for who knows how long before he's actually like, I will assist you. You are my new master, right? Yeah, he so keeps going on. back like every so that day. That goes on for a while. You learn a little about racism or like quirk uh, racism with like mutate mutation peep quirks and like there's it's like a thing in behind the scenes they show in the villain side of things because why show racism in the prominence part of society you always got to show with the people who look bad or something like that with like spinner it's a minor thing the cd underbelly involves those cult looking people or whatever that happens then you have um the league of villains and their conflict with the meta liberation army and they're using like heroes to like take over things like they have it's pretty much a cult that's what it is. Yeah, basically. Like a professional. Scientology. Cult. It's like Scientology. It's like Scientology. Yeah, that's literally what it more or less is. And so they pretty much they come to odds because of like differing opinions trying to take over and like one side wants the other to work with them and it ain't working like that. Yeah, it was like villain fight. I think Destro, I I don't remember the specifics of why I don't like him. I don't like his quirk for one. Well, I don't like his nose. I mean, his nose is. I don't like his character, but I can't tell you exactly what it was unless we get back to that. And the anime is going to get to it soon. So I'll be able to remember everything when I need to. But for the yeah, most part, he's like one of, those really smarmy, one of those smarmy, annoying villains who's like, oh, yes, I do everything for the cause. Yes, the cause. That's, that's what he is. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, you get um, Shigaraki. And uh, let me see. His I think 14 inch flask. I think penis. the first start is Toga. And you, what you learn from Toga is her quirk is like one of those quirks that make people look at you like a villain because she needs. Yeah, like, it involves blood. It involves blood. And this so, like, you have her like stain. killing that one bird and all that and things like that. And like, she's looked down upon and stuff. So, eventually, like, and she's young. She's like a little after high school, if not high school age. So, she's like right there. And then, you yeah, know, she's. She fights that vampire lady or what, or it might've been her who's like the vampire. The lady's like a news reporter or something like that. And she like calls out her on her past. And Toga's like, I found people I care about. And oh so yeah. Her, her, her quirk Almost evolves dies. and she's able to like transform into Ochako. And I think she actually uses her power when she does that mm-hmm. instead of just looking like her. And that's that dope moment that happens to her. And she's able to win and, you know, handle that fight. You have Twice, who in the conflict with uh, Redestro goes through his backstory of like, 
why he's so paranoid is because eventually there was a time where he made copies of himself and now he's unsure who the real him is yeah, and he it gets to the point track. where eventually he gets hurt so much and he doesn't like disappear because he's paranoid that if he gets hurt too much because he's not sure who he is he's gonna die and disappear so he doesn't know who the real one is he overcomes that pain and the moment that happens he starts going ham he makes a million copies of himself or whatever it is he can duplicate other people and they use their quirks he goes off that is like the game changer in that arc and then you have shigaraki who is being pushed to the limit and it comes to like his family backstory and what he went through i don't know if this, this i think this was the first tease of his backstory i don't remember how much they showed this time because they show more in the war arc evidently well there think, is the little bit of his backstory i think they show the, the gist of where he killed his family earlier on and yeah, they show him show that, they show him isolated and everything they, they and like, already all for one all for one all puts for his one hand out yeah. yes but yeah this was the one yeah where he kills his family yeah so you have all that and you know he um eventually just overcomes everything and you have this dope moment quirk evolution where it's not just decay on one person spread decay on like inanimate objects too yeah so they you have all spinner gets that stinking blue ball moment where every other time they show him he's like oh, i'm about to do something and he never does anything and he's like i'm about to do never does anything yes yeah, spinner's just, another only, one of those moments his only thing is just being the most loyal yeah he has that going for him but he's not like loyal to shigaraki he's loyal to stain so you have that conflict that happens again later on when that plot point happens but we'll ignore that for now you have um i think compress was there i think he did something or another whatever i don't Com compress is one of those characters where they try That's to get shine small. to and i still don't care about so yeah his backstory is. later on in the manga i didn't even give a fuck i don't care about it. about it so i'll ignore that um i think there's other people in this group can i tell you who they are no there's oh, the yeah. ice i forgot the reason why shigaraki did have that grudge against um uh, overhaul was because of what he did to uh, magna or yeah he kills yeah. the one dude right away well female this. Go proper yes because she's transgender and all that one of the characters there's also the pussycat guy who's as well so you know but okay yeah. no judgment i mean yeah so I, this is why i bring it up but yeah live your best life and um queen or king eventually yeah it was dobby versus getton i'm pretty sure that's uh pretty sure it's a dude who has the ice quirk like really bishonen looking though so yeah and he's he's like tucked away in a fucking so, of the North. one of my favorite moments though is when shigaraki beats Deathstro, takes away his legs and he is standing it's the panel where he's standing across from him and death Deathstro is on the floor and he admits defeat. And he says, I will serve you, bro. I freaking love that. There's there's a number of screenshots I've taken of like certain parts with Shigaraki because he has some tight moments in the series. Yeah, Shigaraki, I hope I hope he doesn't get misused. Because he's pretty cool. No. I like him going into his villain mode. Now we'll get to what happens later, but like I really like the part with my villain academia because it fleshes out these characters and it does it better when you know they're like side characters, but like Shigaraki's meant to parallel Deku, right? In the same way that, you know, he, he parallels his relationship with All for One to Deku's relationship with All Might, you know? 
So it's a nice parallel that you get from there. And, and he's not the only one who's developed to that degree. It's other characters that you've seen, but now you have arcs for them, and they're done better than like half of Class 1A. You know? I so, still am bummed. You know? they, I think they jobbed Uraraka in the war arc. Huh? She did something there? I don't remember. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, bro. Okay, okay. Let's go to the Endeavor Agency arc real quick. This is the one where you find out more about Hawks' relationship in that whole regard. And, well, they also show a couple things involving, um, I think, Tartarus or whatever between that arc. And you find out a little more about um, All for One. And then you have that moment with um, um, Aizawa going and he finds out that the name was about to come. Kumagiri. That's what it does. Yeah. That, in, in the, in the spinoff, they have a flashback of Aizawa with a friend of him, friend of his, and um, present Mike. That guy is who they use to become Kumogiri. Kumogiri, and like it becomes this real big issue because oh, you know, you know the I concept, remember that the big moment, yeah. yeah. And so he's like super mad, and he's like trying to get through to his friend. I think that happens at the end of that arc, if not before the Liberation Army arc. I'm pretty sure. Or maybe it's the start of the Paranormal Liberation War arc, because Shirokumo's na- name is right there, so it might have been that. Yeah, I might, I, the order might be a little wrong in my head, but it, it's it's right there. Because, okay, it's Endeavor's agency arc. They, uh, Deku, Bakugo, and Todoroki Endeavor ask if they can, like, they, they get that recommendation, so they go do that. Because I think Todoroki mentions it to them. And so they work with the number one hero in Hawks. They do their thing. You get plot points of what's happening there. You have pretty much the Endeavor family situation going on and you have that family dinner that happens in Bakugo and Deku are there. There's a lot of good character stuff for the group but I think a lot of character stuff is more Endeavor than Todoroki and that's like one of my issues. I think you could do a better job like making Shoto feel more involved in these things because it should feel like he's more involved but I understand the build up for Endeavor because of things that happen in the follow up arc right? You know? Yeah I and I don't think they do nothing with him, but I think it's I more thought his it, family. It was kind of, I was kind of torn on that because I liked that Deku and Bakugo, or that Shoto brought them in a little yeah. bit more, and he kind of opened up to the two of them. Mm-hmm. I I liked Bakugo being reluctant about it, and Deku's being all cute. I, I like I like Bakugo's interactions because yeah, <laughs> just like Bakugo just, as a character, he's a nice foil to like super wholesome interactions that don't feel realistic yeah. enough. And so, I don't know. I like that aspect of it. But yeah, I felt like them splitting the attention three ways with Endeavor took away from Todoroki. And just in general, I feel like Todoroki, for how much development he's got, feels underdeveloped. Feels like he doesn't get anywhere sense. with like you give him the development yeah. but every time we get something I it's, feel like, it's like it's not for him. That's what it is. Yeah, it's development that doesn't go anywhere. It's like let's use this development to bounce off and give it to other characters or something. Yeah. Like it's it's where is it going for you? Where where is your arc heading? Like you you are shown with so much past and focus and emphasis but is it for you? Where why, why aren't you more involved in your own storyline, you know? Yeah, at this point it seems like it's more for Endeavor and Dobby. Yeah. And now I don't have an issue with it being angle. for Endeavor because Endeavor is like one of Endeavor might be like I know for a fact Endeavor's probably like top three for me, but like, you know. So that that's what that comes down to. But you also have that storyline with Bad End and he's like about to hurt like um Noxio 
because he captures him and like he never saves his son you have that nice moment that happens and it's kind of like the ambiguous like where do we go from here so i like a lot of those moments and like hawks pretty much trusting endeavor to like give him the clues to hopefully hopefully find out and tell everyone that needs to be told so they can get to this big old war arc because that's where we're heading up next this will be this you can start finishing up the last three chapters if you haven't though because it'll be this one and then the current arc yeah war arc is the longest arc in the series i believe it's it's like yeah it's 54 chapters you have the stuff with tartarus uh Shurkumo, all that happens i thought and it was disappointing i like the beginning of this arc a very decent amount i like a lot of parts of it let me look for the chapter that it falls apart because i think if i'm not wrong it is in the 270s i don't remember the specific one but i mean i i get we can go over as like we talk it through so there's the part of the arc where it's the one side where they're in the mountains at the lair of the Meta Liberation Army, and then you have the stuff at the hospital with Ujiko and the Noma, right? Mm-hmm. So let's handle the the stuff that happens at the hospital first, because for the most part, all the stuff that happens in the hospital up until like that one point, that part was gangsters, super enjoyable. So you yeah. have Endeavor goes in, they they go wreck shop, Mirko goes in. Mm-hmm. You have that turtle guy who who cares about him or shield, whatever. You have the washing machine guy who cares about him. We only care about Mirko and Endeavor in this whole part. And they go they, they go to town. They do their job, bro. Like Ryuku's there. I think she does a little bit here and there. There's other people there. I think Mike's there. Again, they do little things here and there, but it's really just Mirko and Endeavor that are doing stuff here. And so what it comes down to, it's Mirko finds Ujiko. She finds the lair. It's her versus five high-end Nomu. And she is going she, to town. Yeah, they're, they're she's fully fucking, developed, but they're literally almost there. And she's wrecking shot, bro. Yeah, she literally goes bats. I was like, all right, so this is and this is, this is this is right after waifu. right after Horikoshi had all those death threats because of character name Ujiko because of the like relation to like Japanese war. He's not a good person, so he gave him a name that had like historic bad like ties. That makes sense. I'm like I don't want to be that guy who says it's wrong to say something like that. Like if it has yeah, like it would be ties. like naming your German villain Adolf. But, but like it's just, at the same time, it's like you know it's not. If it was your personal trauma, I understand why you'd be upset. But at the same time, it's like a literal reference to something that's bad through someone who's bad. And then there's the part of me that's like, if you if that's literally not a connection to you who who you are as a person, like why do you care so much? Like I don't I don't care about the crap, right? So we ignore that part. She goes to town on them. She's beating them up. She's like losing. She she loses her arm, right? That's what happened. Like one of her arms, she just loses, and she's still going to town on these hoes. I don't know if she loses like she has that cover. She has it. that cover photo with like it's not her full arm. I think it's up to her elbow or something like that. But it's a piece of her arm that I think she loses. There's that cover photo where she has that like mechanical arm in replacement. I mean, Orko she knows how to make Miracle look good in anything, so I don't care mm-hmm. what it is. But yeah, she goes to town. Metal arm she's she's metal as hell, bro. She's got like Bakugo personality, and she can she can do her job, and mm-hmm. she's actually. She's actually somewhat prominent in vigilantes too, which is great because like yeah, she can crush like your head with her thighs. 
So that happens. Endeavor has to deal with like trying to settle up things up top, deal with a couple other Nomus and like eventually Shigaraki coming through because a after a lot of that happens, eventually like the button's pressed, Shigaraki's unleashed, he's freed and he's like at 70 something percent. We move on to the other part of things before we go back there because that's going to connect to like both sides connecting. So on the other front, you have the heroes, the students, majority of the students all ready to go to ham on this place and like deal with that. You have other students on the other side, like ready to save and like, you know, do hero, hero work, get people out of the harm's ways, clear the city. On this side, it's more just like take out the people. Like you're, you're there, you're quick in, quick out, take Fuck out. As much as you can. They go in there. You have uh, mountain lady, you have Edshot, you have Kami woods. You have, you have a lot of groups of people there, prominent heroes. Fat gum, I think is there as well. Pretty sure Fat Gum was there, but you know. Yeah, Izawa's always at that type of shit. Yeah. I don't remember if he was there. A lot happens during the chaos. You have the main part with his, which is Dobby, twice, Hawks. That's when the reveal happens that Hawks betrayed them, right? And mm -hmm. Hawks eventually kills uh twice, which is really sad because Hawks is a, I mean Dobby's a great character. I think the one issue I have with that is it kind of takes away from Hawks as a character to be pushed to that point where he couldn't save it. But again, it's also Dobby's fault. So I, I think I can forgive that plot point more knowing who Dobby is. And it's kind of more so Dobby's like my, like his planning that led to this moment. Right. That's how I've always seen it was it's Dobby was just kind of like, well, I, I think I, I haven't thought too to much hard about it for his I, goals. Yeah, I didn't think too hard about it until now, because when I read them, I read them like when I was reading it weekly and stuff. And so I, I pretty much was going chapter by chapter. And I'm like, I don't think this works for Hawk's character, right? But thinking about it and the things that Dobby does and like his whole crazy twisted mindset that this day doesn't make sense to me, whatever. It makes sense to what he was trying to do in that regards, right? And the thing with Best Genus as well that gets revealed when he does his whole Dobby's dance, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a solid moment. Which sucks. It's a solid moment when I look back on it in that regards that like that's what drove Hawks to do that thing. But taking away twice, man, twice was the man. Like losing twice is like a loss. Yeah, twice I was, was like how Toga was, where I was like, no, bro, I, I was I was disappointed, man. And then he gets burnt like a chicken. That happens. Yeah, he gets jobbed. But also, okay, you have that thing where Redestro's underground, and you have um, Tokiyama use his giant bird to like beat, fight him. Um, you have other people fighting, and eventually it just comes down to Gigantamaki waking up and then just crushing through people. A Bun bunch of people start dying. No focus is put on any of the deaths at this point. I don't think much of the deaths are actually emphasized in this arc until like you get to that post-war, things are settling down. Here are the people we lost. So as that's happening, the other students are like, oh, we got to try to stop Gigantamaki. So they put that poison in his mouth and all that. That happens in there. They deal with that. Every student pretty much is alive. They're fine. There's heroes who died. Things like that happen. There's villains that are captured. Mostly heroes dying. I don't. I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember who's captured and whatnot because eventually you have post-war breakout. I was waiting for the breakout. I, I, I've told you the breakout was happening eventually. It happens in the next mm -hmm. arc, but yeah, we'll we'll move on from that part. Um, what else? Oh, uh, let me think. Then we go back. Gigantamaki saying there. It's Shigaraki versus the heroes and it's him with all for one's power right and he's going off he's doing his thing it works it's done really well for a while 
because it, it doesn't feel too extreme because you see how hard the heroes are working. They're trying to be strategic. And then you get to that point where it's like, he, he's like, I'm going to break free from all for one. He's like, listen, it might be his power, but he, he does the Deku thing better than Deku did the first time. And he breaks free. He says, screw you all for one. This is my power. I'm going to move on. I want to do my own thing, right? A couple chapters later, you have that confrontation with Deku and uh, Shigaraki, and it's in their minds. And it's like, oh, yes. All for one is trying to take over his mind. Deku's quirks are like having a confrontation with him. It becomes the, it's, it's the battle of like quirks with manifested souls. I hate that part of the story. I don't like the fact that they have like so much like control and types of control in that regard. Now yeah. they give you the impression that Deku's more free, but it's literally because he needs to do this. And like, it's like, if he doesn't like bad things will happen. And then Shigaraki ends up being the one controlled. And I hate that, but you have a lot of, you have a lot of things going on, right? Uh, Gran Torino gets hurt. Um, Endeavor's like risking his life, pushing himself to his limits. The students are there. The students are there for stupid reasons, risking their lives. Like, life is on the line right here. And, you know, they technically can't do much. Deku has to be bait because he's connected to all this. And it's just a lot of chaos happening. And then it comes down to like, my, my issue when things start breaking down is when the quirk factor becomes too prominent and Shigaraki seems to take a backseat to his own quirk, taking control of him. And like, I like when Shigaraki was like, I'm going to do my own thing. And then you see him like, he's like, I don't care about my past now. Yeah, I'm they literally on. undo. Screw that. His moves forward. And then they undo it. And then you go downhill from there where everything's chaotic. And every time something good's about to happen, it's like, all right, Gigantomachia is sweeping through, man. The poison's not affecting him. The poison doesn't really affect him until literally he makes it there to just be a distraction, right? Yeah. The other villains like coming through the woodwork. Dobby's there. And Dobby's like, all right, big distraction time. Dobby's dance. He goes up, he goes on his villain speech. He's like, all right, everyone, believe me. Endeavor was my father. He was a bad man. He bullied, abused us. He's the reason why my mom's Such in the hospital. Such a bad time for this speech. Now, I don't have an issue with that happening. The, the, it makes sense in terms of how you want to construct it. My issue is how much people are affected by this speech. And then you have the fact where Best Genius is alive. He he literally comes out right after. Muriel comes back right after. Yeah, Lamillion's no. got his powers back. Genius yeah. is alive. Yeah, Hawks is like cleared a bit because now it's not like, oh, uh, Hawks killed him. No, it, it was actually this triple agent plan. Hawks was the good guy all along. So all this is happening and you're dealing with all that. And then you move on from there. And then the villains are able to save because Mr. Compression risks his life. And so they're able to make it through there. They're able to make it fine and dandy. So everyone who needs to make it out is out. And then, you know, all the heroes are like left in tatters. They really made no progress. Like heroes literally did nothing in this whole ordeal. They took only losses more or less. You, you stopped a couple of villains. They detained 16,000 And people. then follow up arc, because this is pretty much my wrap up for that arc. Because as much as there's parts I enjoy of that arc, maybe the anime will make me enjoy it more with like a retrospect. But that will happen when the anime gets there. I'm not going to fully go in on it without like that second like watch through to like confirm thoughts or anything, but like, or to where the current manga arc is going, maybe that'll like suffice some things that I have an issue with. But after all that happens and you realize like how screwed hero society is and how just trash it is in general, all the villains pretty much get broken out. All for one takes over Shigaraki like proper. And then you have the Endeavor family stuff. I'm fine with the Endeavor family stuff other than the fact that it makes like uh, Dobby seem like he's stinking mental in the head because Endeavor did nothing wrong. And I'm not saying Endeavor did nothing wrong. 
I'm saying the way that the manga frames it, Endeavor is so little of the bad guy in that flashback. Yeah, yeah. I hate yeah. it. I like was like, they, what the fuck? What the fuck? What are you talking about? Like, you wouldn't listen to your dad. He's not a bad dude. He was looking out for you. Yeah. It was like he started like, focusing. It was like he, he, told he, him, he told him you can do something else. You can change your life. You can go for something else. But like use, using your power is hurting you. And I don't want to yeah. put the pressure on you. He's like maxing out your power. Dad, I want you to see me use my powers. He's already told you a hundred times. Like, I don't want to see you get hurt. He gets hurt. He burns himself. He's dead. Phone quote. That's where he goes. Um, you have this stuff with uh, his brother. His brother gets mad because it's like, I should have been at blame too, but I'm also going to blame my father. His sister doesn't actually blame him never too much in the first place. His, his uh, wife, uh, Ray, eventually, she has her own problems and like that leads to the stuff with Todoroki. But that was her burning her own son. That wasn't never doing anything. She was just stressed out because of what happened to with her other son. And she took it out on him. So she has her own faults too. And then his sister, you know, his sister's like the, the, the best of all of them. Todoroki kind of like has grown past it. So that helps. So that happens in the follow-up. You have the follow-up with uh, Bakugo and Deku. They're hurt to like crazy degrees. And like they're... It comes to the reveal where Deku has to reveal some things to certain people. Baka goes there. They find out some stuff, all that. Um, which part, what, what, because you just read pretty much from 300 on. What do you, I'll, I'll need you to take the lead on this to fill me up on everything else. Um, so the part, what, is it, what was the last thing? I think I just left that tab. Because you were, you were from 300, so that's after the Todoroki family stuff. That's like the start of vigilante deku and the muscle muscular return and first all thing i saw there. or the last thing i read was him saving some fox chick okay fox now what girl. about what about the first stuff you read but yeah i like and let me let me pull okay hold on let me let me say real quick i like the idea of deku or hold up hold up the execution is fine the idea of Deku leaving UA is dope. Him being a vigilante trying to master his seven new quirks in the heat of battle, like real time training. Like, I fuck with all that. I just am like, I don't know. With hindsight, I just wish he would have gotten access to the powers way sooner Mm -hmm. especially because a huge portion of the story was like predicated on his body i think they could have done a better a better part of it building it up i'm saying his body couldn't take the physical toll of the like brute strength of Mm -hmm. his quirk yeah so that would have been a perfect time to introduce one of the six other quirks. Yeah. So then, like, instead of him, maybe he can only use 5% of the strength, but he maybe he has access to black whips, and that's why he was able to, like, be... Because, honestly, the fucking... I'm using 5%. Now I'm using 8%. Now I got 20%. Yeah, I, I'm going to I'm gonna back you up on now this. Now I'm using 25% shoes. I'm like... I think that idea works better because, like, if, if he couldn't overcome those, you could have shown that he has the other things or at least tease them to minor regards Do earlier some, on than yeah. wait 200 chapters and force a whole bunch of development between 100 chapters and then skip the rest of the development. Skip all of it. Right for the next arc. 
but it's cool. So that's the thing. I'm like, I'm accepting it in stride because his costume, I like the callback to the costume a lot. Mm-hmm. I like that it looks cool now. Mm-hmm. I like that he seemingly is using his decade worth of notes on superheroing. I mean, somewhat, yes. Yeah, and it looks like he's using the intelligence that everyone always... It's like Yai Rose. Everyone says Deku's this like great thinker when it comes to combat. Yeah. But for the most part, we've only ever seen Bakugo be like really quick on his feet. Yeah, they show Bakugo to be really adept all the time, but like when it comes Deku to Deku has the some Deku saving Bakugo. They, they show it moment. more in the past. They don't do it as well now. Yeah. Well, but even now in the anime like a good stretch of the anime, it's gonna yeah. feel like everyone jokes about him using his feet so late in the series, but like there's validity to that joke. Like it, it's not as hyper intelligent thought to be like maybe i'll kick someone and he uses his feet to do stuff but he's like let me make this my main like you 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 hurt yourself so much but you're not Mm -hmm. like let me let me take advantage of what the quirk is fully capable of yeah and so you get new ones and like you have to like force development on each time like a new one shows and then you skip the rest of them and then it's like all right so because of how much they struggle no he doesn't have no he doesn't each each quirk has limitations right he's not using 100 of any quirk and i think that's one of those things they like vaguely touch but they don't fully go in depth on but to go back in order of everything that happened after like the stuff with todoroki's family happens it's deku asleep and like while that's yeah. happening hawks and has... best genius are like telling endeavor everything that's going on and like stuff with deku yeah and deku's got a them. new a new so it has deku's thing with the vestiges and this is when they actually explain everything now, it's not my favorite explanation, but I like that they went out of their way to go and explain it. And I think they explain it in the best way, given everything it's that enough. I already hate. Yeah. Even it, though I already it, hate it, you don't do a bad job at explaining it, because I just don't like it conceptually and how it's played out till now. I Yeah. I. But the way you explain yeah. it makes sense, and it gives me the mm-hmm. best idea. And he has to accept the role that it's like, it's your job to do things. Now, when they said... You know, because it was a quirkless power and it went to another quirkless vessel. So this is why everything else is able to manifest because it, it can't manifest anymore. Like this is the end of this is this is the best it's gonna be. It's, this is the peak of this power. You know, you are the chosen one. Get all that crap out of the way. Conceptually, it's like all right, your power it, it has multiple factors to it, and you're able to manifest it. So we're gonna have to live with this. I just you, don't you think be the last vessel. I don't, I'm not a fan of. A power like one for all that was given to I a mean, hero. I don't or, have an issue with that. No, I think like, it's hold the up. fact I'm that saying, All Might seems like no, time out. I'm saying the fact it was given to a quirkless hero. Oh, you're talking about giving it, to All Might? No, either of them. But okay. then it has like a true destined user. Where I was like, I always liked the idea of it being no, more like. No, I agree. Guy. When it's ambiguous, it's better. Uh, yeah, I liked. Anyone can be a hero. Anyone who a one-for-all user deems worthy can pick up the mantle. And it was like, I liked that. That was fucking cool. Whereas, like, the next generation, you get to pass it on, and it's like, it's like a more, it's like and, the purest version of what that's how they built was it up. trying to do. Because everyone else, they couldn't just pass it on to the next guy. Like, you're always in a situation where you're like, oh, your fight with all for, uh, all for one, you're about to die, and like you got to find the mm-hmm. next guy to give it to. 
and then they do they do explain there's that one guy who lived to like his 40s or there's two of them or whatever who lived longer lives but like with their what they have to go through like they they just couldn't live that long especially in that part of hero society where it's like mm. they, the longest ones live to like 40 or something like like yeah crazy. and they say they're full grown deku's like yeah the fuck you mean full grown yeah and, and you know they they play that out and then eventually push it it's like deku what do you want to do and then it's like okay you have to kill tomura and it's like oh it was a test all along we didn't actually want you to say you're going to kill tomura we just wanted to prove you were a hero and stuff like that stupid crap i'm like listen if he has to kill him like don't tell him he can't kill him because if it comes down to him now i mean this is just the end of the day i don't like them trying to redeem tomura this much if you're going to do it let it be like unexpected don't like build up to it after everything he's done slowly tease it but don't like just take large leaps to push that point every time you want to mention it you know Mm. so i mean i don't i don't really have too much to say on that regard after that it's he wakes up right and then this is the start of everything else and then like they have the press report with like hawks and endeavor and stuff like that the backlash of hero society and then like everything that they're all the flack they're getting and then the fallout with all the villains breaking out right that's pretty Mm -hmm. much what happens so that leads to what currently is happening. You have Deku in that one city. He has to fight muscular because he's saving uh, the Tremor guy and that one girl who head body, head legs, whatever, whatever hell, whatever thing she can do. That's weird. I don't, I don't remember what her quirk is. It's just weird, and I just remember when her head is on her legs and she's missing a body. But yeah, that's that part. He he beats up muscular with ease, like no stinking does it in like seconds. Yeah, he gives him the absolute fight. work. And that muscular happened. was even more muscular. He was like, looked like some sort of beast man. Yeah. So we ignore that. He's thinking destroys muscular. So muscular is a fake. He's a fraud. He was no S rank villain, like whack. Because that other chick is probably like an S rank villain or whatever. And Lady Nagant is a different, she's a different breed. So she, let's yeah, go to that part. Be, she might be like S plus or Uber tier. Yeah. Let's go to that part. There's that discrimination on that one mutate quirk chick who's like, like getting flack from people for whatever reason deku like kind of helps her she's really tall that was as far as really tall that happens and then you have the current part with deku versus lady nagant and she has like uh sinking overhaul with her as like i don't i don't remember the reason it was for some reason i don't know if it was like bait or something like that but she had him for a reason you learn that what happens is all for one gave her more than one quirk it's like all right i gotta take care of my top dog so I'm going to give you more than just what you had. And she used to work for Hero Society. Like, she used to be with that group. And so they explain all that. And that, like, eventually she used to... She used to be a cleaner, more or less. You take care of things, and it doesn't get publicized. So you got to, like, drop bodies. And mm-hmm. you got to live with that. That was pretty much what she did. So eventually she just got sick of that. And so she just went rogue, you know? And then it's eventually that, going that happens. Rogue. And so she's going against Deku. And, like, the fight's still going on. But there's, like, really nice... Like, in the regard of using what you have, Deku is like on his Batman vibes. And this is what I've always wanted from Deku. And I think this is why yeah. I am really passive to complaining about a lot of things is because it's what I wanted to see from Deku. <laughs> that's what I, yeah, time. that's what I was saying. Granted, right? it's not with equipment he's gotten from Hatsume or anything like that, which he yeah. could have done for a very long time. It's with quirks he has. Fine. Ignore that. So I think, I think overall, we've gone through the story. I think... In terms of characters, you know, I'm not going to go too in-depth on characters. We could talk about, like, characters another time if we want to talk about the series again. But in terms no, I of mean, the I story, think we, 
we basically touched on. Tu- I can I can go in depth on characters. That's all I'm saying. But we've touched about everything we needed to. I think overall, there is potential with this current arc to see where it can go. I don't want it to go back into its tropes. Like I, there are side characters the series does well. I don't want to focus on the ones that it's been struggling to use the whole time. You know, I want it to like move past that and grow from there and all. And like. You're going to focus on Deku and Bakugo half the time, maybe Todoroki every now and then, but like there are pro heroes that you do well with, like Best Genus, Endeavor, Hawks, Mirko, All Might every now and then. Dude, if they don't give Genus and Bakugo some like. They need their moment. Real quiet I like, I like that time. moment where Best Genus comes and he's like, what's. It's, and Bakugo has to say his hero name. <laughs> it's stupid. It's funny though. I hated that when Genus arrives and Bakugo like rushes over to tell him the name. But it is funny because, like, all the villains are sitting there, all the League of Villains, and they're like... It's so, like, out of place. Packy, dumb, whatever. And then you got Spinner, who's, like, kind of cool. It's a cool, kind of cool. <laughs> so, like, it yeah. is funny, but I was just like, you. I wanted more from that moment. Like, I wanted... First of all, I, I wanted Bakugo to not come up with a fucking completely stupid name. And second... I, I, I don't have an like, issue with that. I mean, there was, there was the theories that his name was going to be Dynamite. Or Ground Why Zero. Not? It should have just been Dino Mike. Because it's in character. It, 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 he, he literally made four variations of that name. The first, or three variations the first time. At this point, it's literally what was expected. Like, I know, it shouldn't have it, gone over anyone's head good. that he was going to do this. That's the thing. It's happened four times. I was ready for them to maybe... All, all the other three portion. times were in the same episode. So it's very clear his name was going to be something like this. But dude, his new outfit—the one that was like inspired by Genus, his winter—I I like, I like, I like the outfit. I like that way better. So I was like, "You made such big strides with making your stupid but outfit." I don't think that's gonna be his permanent name. I think no, I don't think so be either. Something different, but like for the sake of that moment, just bro, for him to be like, "I, I, I put all my thought into this. This is the name." I'm like, "That, that." Fits. I just, yeah, I just didn't like it in the heat of the moment. It felt. It was just one of the many things. I mean, it's shown in. So, like, those out of place type of things that kind of get thrown in there. Well, it was like the war arc was so long, but then they. The, the back half, the back of. Out of, out of place. Bakugo the back half of the war arc felt out of place. I can't say words. The back Uraraka half of and Toga felt out of place. Or like well, rushed. that happens really quick. But yeah, the last oh, 15 rushed. to 20 chapters in the war arc are really quick paced and like all over the place. I think they like touch a bunch of plot points they want to happen later. But they touch them really quick, and it's like, all right, this is set up, this is set up, this is set up, this is set up. All right, now we can finish this arc. And I'm like, uh, not really buying with that. Yeah, that's how it felt. I mean, we've Both talked sad. two hours on this. We've went through the whole series. Uh, for the for, for quick, mostly positive too. Yeah, I, I overall, I mean, there is a lot of potential now. Tuck the, the hate series. down. We, there, I can talk down about a lot of things, but for the most part, I really do want the series to be more enjoyable. I want to like it more because you don't want to watch like read a series I don't even with the time dis- and effort. Like I love, I, I don't I dislike it. I, I think it, it more so I falls like into a- the average territory. That's what me. I'm. That's what I always try. I like, like it. Has, it, a it has lot. really good highs, but I think there's certain concepts in it that feel like lows, like parts with Deku's character, and parts with his quirk. Yeah, there's just execution uh, stuff. Certain side like, characters that like seem stuff. to have. Certain side characters who seem to have like development, but then it feels like it's not there. Like certain writing parts, but like when it comes to the villain aspect and like plot with the villains, and then like certain stakes that exist. Like some stakes don't exist, but like sometimes the stakes are there. 
you know, there's parts of the series that I think that does well, but like when you, you can't undermine it every time I get something, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't yeah. like give me sugar Rocky development and then be like, all right, all for one's going to take him. You can't give me like Dobby, like, all right, I'm going to do my thing. And then be like, all right, Endeavor wasn't actually that bad. You can't or totally broke you losing the Deku, Deku learning more about his quirk. And then it's like, all right, Deku, you got more quirks and you're going to be the strongest for a fact, because like literally who's going to stop you with everything you have, you know, I need more consistency where you give it. And I need it to be like deliver. Yeah, That's but really it's I still, but I still like it. It's just not. I don't think it I, I, I want to like it more. That's that's what I have it. to say. But well, people tout it as one of the like. I, I'm not going to worry put, too much about people's others' opinions because I yeah, just tend to disagree, you know. But it's just like people are saying it's this Gen's big three, and it's just yeah. like the big three doesn't exist outside. Big of, three doesn't exist out of Naruto, Bleach, One Piece. That's. That's there, my yeah. opinion because that's it what is, the big the big three is what the big three is and my now, is just a really pretty good new gen. I'm, I'm gonna be technical about this. Technically, if we're gonna go on a new <laughs> big three, there's two two series that have been like breaking record sales and like single. Black, granted, it's yeah. like no, wouldn't it's, it's no, wouldn't it still be black? Two Clover? of them is Jujutsu Kaisen and Demon Slayer because Demon Slayer is literally broken almost it's broken old series records and it's broken literally every new series record but then one piece will be up there one piece well okay i'm gonna be technical about this one piece is consistent but it's only making sales on new series new volumes right because who's gonna go out their way if a new person's gonna catch up to buy 98 volumes people don't have that type of money and that's the reason why one piece sales are stagnant in this day and age because unless it has like a renaissance it's it's just consistency. It's not a boom. It's it's just being consistent. They need Logan Paul. Jujutsu Kaisen and Demon Slayer, on the other hand, have a very small portion of volumes, like twenty to their name, right? You can get that renaissance or not even rent that boom because people are willing to buy like twenty ch- twenty volumes or so and not spend like sinking oh, five times the amount to buy all of One Piece. And most people who read One Piece read it illegally anyways because Dude, they're I just find it funny. Pirates. That, like, and like, I want to buy all of One Piece one Demon day Slayer, just to support, but it Demon is. Demon Slayer's it is. anime. It was exactly what anime is supposed to do. Like, yeah, Demon Slayer did its job. Okay. It literally was let's so not, let, Okay, awesome. let's not get off on this tangent, though, because we do have to wrap up. Maybe we'll talk about the philosophy of manga sales and all that in a later episode. Oh, that's I, a fucking technical. That's uh, too we, much business talk for me well i i keep up with crap like that because i'm an idiot you know but it is what it is thank you troy for being here with us today thank you justin justin for uh getting everything through uh reminder we have we are available on spotify apple Podcasts, amazon music and audible so you can follow subscribe whatever there. follow on uh youtube at flaza dude you can find me there i also find me on twitter there if you want to like message me or anything like that um and if you have any comments or anything you want to talk about, feel free to leave it in the YouTube comments or whatever, or uh, leave a review in Apple Podcasts, however you want to go about it. So say goodbye to the people, Troy and Justin. Goodbye, people. And that'll be for this episode of the Anime Couch. See you next time for season